0: We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters, and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present, and emerging.
1: Listen to this noise.
2: Overnight scores, expert comment and controversy on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: Good morning everyone, I'm Ray Thomas, Dean Ritchie right alongside me and the countdown is on to the AFL and NRL Grand Finals next weekend. If you haven't caught up with the news, of course the Brisbane Broncos are through to take on the Penrith Panthers in next Sunday's NRL Grand Final. The Broncos 42 defeated the Warriors 12, just too good for the Warriors last night. On Friday night, of course, the Panthers kept their dreams alive of a three-peat, 38-4 against the Storm. So the grand final we all wanted, the top two teams, the Panthers versus the Broncos, next Sunday in the AFL, of course, Collingwood... Um, are through to the grand final. They won that thriller on Friday night against the Giants, 58 to 57 before, just over 97,000 people. And they'll take on the Brisbane Lions next Saturday at the MCG. The Lions, 79, defeated Carlton, 63. Once again, one versus two are through to the AFL grand final. Dean Ritchie, good morning. I think the two top teams... In both codes, deservedly have made the Grand Finals.
4: Yeah, good morning, Ray. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, the Broncos last night. Yeah. Mm. Speed and power and agility, athleticism, offloads. They just blew the Warriors away. Warriors were dogged in defeat. Forward pass, of course, marred that game, which we will discuss later on, Ray. But the most fascinating question I have this week, Ray, is who will Sydney get behind? Mm. A lot of people don't particularly like Penrith, Ray. Why? Oh, there's a perceived arrogance out there. Some of their behaviour on the field.
3: Every team does it. Penrith were bagged three years ago because of the the way they celebrated after a try. Every team does it now. It's just what teams do. I get
4: it, mate. I'm just saying to you, though, that a lot of people don't particularly I'm like defending. the Panthers. Yeah, that's fine. And you're entitled to, mate. Yeah. You're entitled to. But who will Sydney get behind? Mm. Will they go for the Panthers purely because they live in Sydney? Or will they do what we would have thought unthinkable 20 years ago. What, what do you think? Go for now? the Broncos. I think there'll probably be a lot of neutrals. Okay. I mean, how are Collingwood liked in Melbourne?
3: In, in Sydney? Oh, in Melbourne? Yes. Oh, you, you love them. We hate them. They're, if you hate them, family.
4: would yeah. you go for Collingwood just because you lived in Melbourne or would um, you jump on the Brisbane Lions? It's, it's a, a similar question. situation.
3: Yeah. I guess in that respect, you probably want to go for the underdog, as Australians do. So, um, But yeah, yeah I, I see where you're coming from.
4: Um, You can't just transfer your heart rate and suddenly dislike a side and then go, boom, I'm going to cheer for them because they're from my city. It doesn't work that way.
3: Mm. No, fair enough. It doesn't work that way. Just back through the season and back to round one, We probably no one would have guessed back then, but that was at at Penrith Park and (coughs) Panthers got their tile defence off to a loss, beaten 13-12 by Brisbane. They then clashed in round 11 when both teams had most of their origin stars in and Penrith 15 defeated Brisbane 4 at Suncorp that was in the Indigenous round so they've met twice the um, honours are shared so to speak and it's a fascinating grand final matchup. Dino isn't it Penrith clinical they were robotic like almost on Friday night just like a tsunami they keep coming at you but as you pointed out the Broncos are so unpredictable in attack so brilliant some of that First half attacking play by the Broncos was irresistible last night, Dina.
4: Yeah, Reese Walsh, every Mm. time he gets the ball, something seems to happen. Only the great players uh, seem to have that ability. But his speed, Ray, I'm really struggling to think of someone who is that dynamic over 20, 30 metres. Uh, Ray, I might have to go back to the 70s and 80s Steve Morris and Steve Mortimer. Mm. They had that dynamic speed over 30 or 40 metres. Look, there was a bad forward pass row. We can't overlook it. It happened when Walsh sent Cobo away for the try. It was 24-12 at the time. I think the Broncos had control. They should have won. They deserved to win. But it was a clanger, an absolute clanger. It went two metres forward and surely now given Ashley Klein was given the you-know-what after his blunder in Melbourne last week that this would just about Ruled Jared Sutton out of the grand final, and Adam G might just get his first GF in the NRL. Dina, how long have we been together on this show now? Three years. Yes.
3: And three years, you and I have been butting heads about the bunker intervening with forward passes. Last night, wouldn't it just been a simple, "Hey Sutton, you missed that forward pass, bang!" It was plainly obvious. It was two meters forward. Why can't they just whisper in their ear?
4: It was a shame, wasn't it? Right, because it did ruin the. The Warriors were trying to stay in the game. 24-12, they were trying
3: to stay in the game.
4: Territorially, they were starting to get on top in the battle. But look, Ray, I'm not a fan of the forward pass going upstairs. We've Mm. discussed this before. You are. I'm not. We differ on that, which is fine. Uh, The games are long enough as it is. Mm. I want to take some control away from the bunker. If we go to the bunker for forward passes, we could be going for two and a quarter hours. (laughs) We don't want to become Rugby Union, where it's just stop, start, stop, start. We shouldn't have needed the video last night, Ray.
3: How did they miss it?
4: We had two touch judges and a referee there. We had six eyes. And none of those six eyes could see that that was a forward pass. It was a shame. It it, it deflated the game. It deflated the atmosphere. It deflated the Warriors. But please don't think I'm taking anything away from the Broncos. They deserve their win.
3: All right. In this instance, then, it's led to a try, right, in that same movement. Can't the rules be amended so when the bunker reviews the try... We often pick up the most ridiculous obstructions when a player can't get anywhere near the guy who's going to score, yet they'll disallow a try. In something like this, just say the grand final next Sunday is decided on a forward pass that happened in the play when the try was scored. Surely the bunker... It won't happen this year, I know, but surely can't the bunker intervene then, do you? Not stopping the play because they're reviewing
4: the try. It's it's worth consideration. It's just very difficult to determine a forward pass even with the bunker, Ray, with angles... There's no clear An obvious one like that. Well, an obvious well, one like that. It's... But you can't just have obvious ones, mate. If you're going to have it. Why? Well, you can't just say that's an obvious one. If you're going to go upstairs, you're going to go upstairs. That for, was obvious um, last night. I know. But the point I'm making is no, mate, is that you have to go upstairs for everyone then, not just obvious ones. You're going to have one where there's a bees. you know what, they're going to go I've upstairs. I thought about that.
3: Then you need the evidence that has to be sufficient to overturn the decision. Like there was an example last night when you could have almost said, has he got the ball on the line? No, not um, sufficient enough evidence to overturn the referee's call, which was no try. Same thing would apply in a forward pass. If they aren't 100% certain, play on. That was an absolute obvious forward pass. Call it.
4: Done. Everyone's happy. You move on. Your theory is right. Your theory is right that these games shouldn't be decided by absolute Mm. Hell, classic blunders like yeah. we saw last night. Uh, but I'm just reluctant to run upstairs for every forward pass for fear that we're already going up around two hours a game. Yeah, It could go worse. I'm not or saying every get forward worse. pass. I'm
3: saying in the event when, in that play, a try is scored. Yep, yeah, worthwhile. And it's plainly obvious. But anyway, look, we're set up for a classic grand final because both teams have been the best teams all year. I think you called it mid-season. You, you thought that you always had the roosters in the back of your mind, but you said Penrith and Brisbane will probably make the grand final. You got it right, Dino. And they're, they're two sides who are tremendous to watch, aren't they?
4: Yeah, Nathan Cleary on Friday night. Gee, mm. I just wonder where he's going to finish his career, Ray. He's 25 years old. Mm. He's going for his fourth, or he's in his fourth great uh, grand final. six Origin Series. He's won a couple of those as well. I just wonder, that trajectory toward the top, when do we start to say that he is now, or should we start to say, he is now among the greatest halfbacks that have played the game? And if he continues, and if Penrith's dominance continues, could he, should he, or will he... Mm finish as the greatest halfback this game has ever seen.
3: And some of the the absolute legends of a game like Andrew Johns are predicting that. I'll ask you this question, Dino. He's 25 and he's already got a remarkable CV next to his name. As a halfback, everyone expects a halfback to have their peak years at 28 to 30 to 32. So ridiculous to say, Dina, Have we seen the best of Nathan Cleary? Well,
4: As you say, Ray, halfbacks mature, generally about 26, 27. So he's not even at the peak of his powers yet. He's potentially, if he looks after his body, he's got another 10 years. Mm. Look at this, Ray. To'o, signed until 2027. Yo, until 2027. Martin, Leota, Cleary, 2027. Edwards, 2028. Mm. They've got another two, three, four years left together, this side. Yes, Crichton is leaving. But this dominance—why should yeah. it stop at four grand finals? We could be looking at five or six grand finals here. That's the dominant aspect that Penrith are putting on the board at the moment. They yeah. are becoming uh, certainly. I think they're the greatest team in the NRL. I oh, saw so you put that
3: up on social media. Yeah, which yeah, so, started in
4: 1998. Yeah, what was the reaction
3: you, like? What did people agree? Uh, with
4: I put up there. Are they the? This was an online yeah, poll. Yeah, yeah. Are they the greatest club side in the past 50 years? I only had four options on Twitter. I put Easts 74, 75. Two great teams, yeah. I had the Raiders 89 to 94. A great era. Yeah. Uh, I had Parramatta 81, mm-hmm. 2, 3, 4, and 6. Yep. Albeit 84, they got beaten. And Penrith, and Penrith polled the most points. Wow. That's interesting. Easts that? struggled to get points. However, that era was so long ago, Ray. A lot of people get, yeah, who yeah. remember that may not be on Twitter, mm-hmm. to be fair. But two uh Two finals where uh, the teams were thoroughly dominant. What about this, Ray? Mm. Two semifinals this year for the Panthers, a combined total of 70 points to 10. The two semifinals for Brisbane, a combined total of 68 to 12. So those two teams yeah. are absolutely flourishing and they are dominating. And this could, if mm. both teams bring their A game, be one of the greatest grand finals we've ever seen.
3: How many grand finals have you... Capudino uh, for the Telegraph since you started.
4: Uh, this would be thirty-four grand so finals.
3: Nineteen ninety, you started. So nineteen ninety was that, my Pen- first Canberra. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, so
4: I can tragically name every grand final team going back to and their runners-up mm. going back to oh nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-nine. That's
3: That's your job. Yeah, but um, and it still get the juices flowing. Oh, I, I love grand wait final for... week. So, what's your grand final week for you now? Because you probably don't, you can't get a day off, I understand that. So. Uh,
4: I went through last night just started to get some ideas about possible hmm. stories. Uh, I'd imagine that Brisbane would probably arrive in Sydney on Wednesday, maybe for the Dally M's. Okay. They'll stay in town for a couple of days to go and do some fan work, you'd imagine. Penrith will have an open media session at some point where every player will be available. That will be. We uh, go out there, go out to Penrith? Yes, I'll be out there. That'll be well attended um, by the media. Um, So it's always a big week. I also want to touch on another uh, big game today, Ray. Mm -hmm. The New South Wales Cup. How about that? What about the two teams in the grand final? South Sydney versus North Sydney. The old Rabbitohs and the Bears. First time they've met in a reserve grade grand final in 97 years. 3pm, Combank Stadium this afternoon. South have got Blake Taft playing, Shaq Mitchell uh, Talis Duncan, Tyrone. So good first graders there? May. Or, or fringe first graders? Yeah, the here. Bears have got uh, Ben Marshke, Fletcher Baker, Zach Docker Clay. That's at three o'clock. Canterbury play the Roosters in the Jersey flag at one ray. And at 11 o'clock out there at Combank, St Mary's Saints play the Maitland Pickers in the President's Cup. And we'll have the Bears CEO, Gareth Holmes, on at about quarter 20 past nine uh, this morning. Mm just to preview the big game. So the Bears are back, Ray. Yeah, I know you love your Bears. And NRLW
3: semi-finals today. The Knights take on the Broncos. That's a 2.05 p.m. game. So, the, And the Roosters take on the Titans. That kicks off at 4.15 p.m. So still plenty of footy to watch today. AFL Dino, back to Friday night. I don't know if you watched much of it. I watched the last quarter because I was watching the Penworth game. But then Collingwood, eight ten fifty eight 58 defeated GWS Giants, 8 9 As I said before, just over 97,000 at the G. Extraordinary stuff. Um, it was frustrating, though, because the umpires literally put the whistles in the pocket. Now, it went for both sides, to be fair. There were calls that should have gone for either side. But if you're a Giants supporter, you've gone away thinking what could have been... Um, Many on social media saying they were robbed, losing by a point. Any of those calls that were made for high tackles around the uh, players' tackle, around the legs, anything, Giants could have kicked that winning goal to win the match and go through, but it wasn't to be. But do you want to see any of that game? I watched
4: a bit of it, Ray, obviously, sort of channel surfing. I always love the um, theory of. Put your whistle in your pocket around semi-final time. But it's mm. not that simple, Ray. No, no. You've got to stick to the rules. There was some blatant and it frustrates ones. us. Yeah, and we hate it. Blatant ones, yeah. But you can't have one set of rules one week mm. and then play to another set the other week. We see it at origin time, don't we, sometimes? You've actually. got to adhere to a set of rules. But it was a shame I saw Toby Green in tears yeah. in the rooms after. So trip. close. Yeah, the Giants. So and your close. boys last night. Got oh, away to an
3: absolute fly. I was at the races and I... I Listening to it, and Carlton watching, were referring bit, to, obviously, yeah, And kick the first five goals up there at the Gabba. Brisbane have won all thirteen games at the Gabba this year. They've been unbeatable up there, and 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 they got the job done again last night. Five goals to one first quarter in favour of Carlton. Five goals to one second quarter in favour of the Lions. They took a three-point lead into halftime. Their class shone through, Dino. They were just too good um, going away to win that game. 11-13-79, defeated Carlton 9 9 If you told me at the start of the year, Dino, the Blue Boys could make the prelim, I would have taken it. So, But still, when you lose a prelim, it's, it's so disappointing. So close yet so far. But the Lions have been up there all season. And just a little point to make about this clash next Saturday at the MCG. They have played twice this year. Um, back up there at the Gabba. Brisbane 18-8, 116, defeated Collingwood 11-17, 83 early in the season. But late in the season at the MCG, this is significant. Collingwood 15-10, 100, lost to Brisbane 19-10, 124. So in two games against Collingwood, who've got probably the best defence in the competition, Brisbane have kicked 18 and 19 goals and won both times. So fascinating matchup come Saturday in the AFL Grand Final, didn't
4: they? Now, the Australian PM's 13 played yesterday, Ray, really Did hard. you watch that? Yeah, yeah I, did I didn't did watch all of it. I had a couple of commitments, but it was a really hard 30-18 uh, to 18 win over the PM's uh, PNG 13. Um, ben Hunt was good for Australia. Josh Adokar, a late withdrawal. But Mal I got to see some really tough, fierce footy uh, in front of a, a really noisy PNG crowd. Some of the scenes when the Kangaroo side arrived last week up there. It is chaotic up there, and they love their footy.
3: And is that the closest they ever got to being the kangaroo, being the Australian team, the Prime Minister's 13? Like, 30 points to 18, they were right in the
4: contest. They had a dig. Yeah, yeah, they certainly had a dig. Of course, the Australian team, the Kangaroos, will play a Pacific tournament yeah. in October. So Mel had a good look at some players last night who may well have been a bit rusty, Ray. Of course, those players weren't competing in the finals. Uh, and, of course, the women's PM 13 also played up there in PNG and they came away with a fairly strong win. I think it was 58-4, to 4, Ray. So both Aussie sides winning up there. But a great day for Rugby mm. League up there. And certainly, PNG, the more they support, the more they cheer, the more many people in the game think that they should be the 18th well, franchise. What do you think, then? Yeah, I'm not totally convinced just yet. I love that passion, Ray. Yeah. I love the noise and I love the fact that they adore Rugby League. But there's obviously some factors we have hmm. to yeah, look at seriously. Here. Um, safety for players. Where will the team be based? Is the stadium good enough? Yeah. Uh, money. So there's clear... List that we but have. They're to in the conversation. At absolutely, least. Yeah. absolutely.
3: Rugby World Cup tomorrow morning at five o'clock Sydney time. It's do or die for the Aussies. The Wallabies will take on Wales. It's simple. The equation is simple. You know they have to win this game to um, continue to stay in the tournament. That's at five a.m. tomorrow morning. Scores overnight and this morning. England defeated Chile seventy-one to nil and. This is a heavyweight clash. Ireland 13 have beaten South Africa 8. Both those teams are certainly right in this World Cup. But tomorrow morning, the Wallabies do or die. Do you know we get up and watch that one?
4: Uh, Yeah, 5am it's supposed to kick off, Ray, Mm. in Australia. Certainly uh, a loss would mean the first time that we would miss the knockout phase uh, in Mm. Australian rugby history. So that would be a dark day. I'm not across the Welsh team, Ray. You say they aren't as strong as what they once were, but they are still highly competitive. They've
3: got a very big forward pack, and uh, I think they'll beat
4: us. What do we do with Eddie Jones, Ray? He signed a long-term contract, and I can't just sit here and say, get Mm. rid of Eddie, but he's been brought in to do a job. If we don't make the knockout phase, is his job on the line? Should it be on the line? He, he made a brave call.
3: He's an invested in youth in this tournament, so he's looking at it. It's obviously part of a long-term plan. But do you start investing in youth at a World Cup? Mate, I heard someone the other day say that. Oh, we're looking at
4: the twenty-seven World Cup. What a load of what absolute a crap! World Cup, you know? <laughs> What a load of crap! That is just a smother. Yeah. for a team that is on the decline quickly. We're worrying about the 23 World Cup. Let's worry about Wales. I couldn't give two stuffs about the 27 World Cup. <laughs> Let's get this now. one sorted now. It's an excuse and it's a uh, the equivalent of a rugby league team saying, we're on a five-year plan. It's garbage. Mm. Speaking of
3: World Cups, the one-day Cricket World Cup starts next week in India, Australia, have a warm-up series there. Playing the host nation India in three ODIs. They've lost the first one quite convincingly, rolled for two seventy-six after batting first the Australians. India five for two eighty-one. Game two was on this afternoon at six PM. Looking a bit dicey there, Dino. Our South African tour didn't finish well and we've got off to a, a poor start, albeit these are trial matches and Australia mixing their squad around, but yeah, what's your level of confidence going into the ODIs? Oh we cup?
4: always do well um, yeah. in the fifty over game range I said during the week. And tell me if I'm wrong. Fifty over game is dying. Mm. Twenty twenty is killing fifty over cricket. It's only once every four years we seem to give two hoots about fifty overs, <laughs> and that's at a World Cup. Once the finishes, I mean, the Australians yeah. summer now they can barely squeeze okay. one or two games in. When they do, no one turns up, remember, and it's a terrible it shame. Used
3: to always make go to ODI game at least it's the biggest once a game summer. in town. Fantastic, yeah. Remember the time you and I went to an ADI and I got there. Uh, just midway through the first over, and and found you at the bar, and then it started <laughs> raining. Lemonade, it's yeah. Hot. Then, then it started raining into that. I missed the first three balls, and then it started raining um, at the end of that first over, and the game was called off. <laughs> and remember that, bloke? Let us stay in the bar right through. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went home about eleven o'clock that night. <laughs> I slept on the train. I missed my stop at Penrith.
4: <laughs> Ended up at Springwood somewhere. Uh, Wasn't in the good books. Intoxication, Ray. Dean Ritchie got blamed. You know what? Yeah. Got to drink responsibly, Ray. Wasn't that guy a nice fella? You guys can stay if you like. So we did. (laughs) Hey, what about the origin stuff, Ray, before we get into our talk topic? Gus Gould touted Mm. as possibly coming back to Freddie's new look coaching staff. uh, Greg Alexander's uh, stood down as the advisor. looks like Paul McGregor, Danny Bediris and Joey Johns won't be coming back either. So there's just a suggestion in the media that Gus could be Freddie's advisor. Mm. I can't see it happening purely because of the Canterbury situation, right? Canterbury's on going ne- away from the dogs. Well, Canterbury's on their knees. They need mm. Gus there at Belmore, not uh, helping Freddie during mm. Origin. It's a six to eight week commitment at least. It's interesting. And that, yeah. I think Gus tips to Freddie anyway because yeah. they're very tight and that's fine. But uh, I'd be surprised if Freddie was appointed... Full time advisor. When will that given, final call be made then? Next month, I next think. Month. Okay. Yeah, given um, Canterbury's uh, struggles at the moment. Hey, Dino.
3: So next Sunday, you'll be sitting there watching Tina Turner. The um, musical. Not Tina Turner itself, but Tina Turner, the musical, will be part of the NRL Grand Final Entertainment. At the AFL Grand Final Entertainment is Kiss. So it's got us thinking about. Memorable entertainment at major sporting events. And who'd you like to see at the NRL and AFL Grand Finals next year?
4: So, memorable, and who would you like to see?
3: At the NRL or AFL Grand Finals next year.
4: Well, how could you go past the great Billy Idol?
3: I was there that year. 2002. Mm.
4: I love my footy. (laughs) It was raining too,
3: remember? It was raining at halftime.
4: And then, obviously, technical (laughs) problems happened. Some like forgot to put the two cords together. And... Legend has it he went in and punched a hole in the Accor Stadium dressing room oh, wall. Really? He Gee. was that angry. So
3: did he get? Is it true he got a quarter of a mil for that and didn't sing a song?
4: Oh, that would sound about right. Wow. Uh, who would I like? I'd love to see Bon Jovi because um I just there you go.
3: That's you. Get people singing, wouldn't it, Pino? Get people singing
4: clearly, we won't get Bon Jovi, but the question was, who would next you like year, to see? Why couldn't you get Bon Jovi? They might cost a bit of cash, oh. but anyway, it'd be a great sing along. Yeah. So, I'll go uh, Billy Idol and Bon Jovi. What have you got for us? Hate to speak ill of the dead, but poor Meatloaf in that
3: AFL grand final a few years ago. Remember that? Certainly do. Poor man's obviously passed away, so I hate to speak ill of the dead, but it wasn't one of his finest performances. So, um, is what it is for me. I, I'll go a bit of a Australian flavour. Cold chisel. Oh, man. Can you imagine Can you that? Jimmy Barnes got up to you with a cold chisel again. <laughs>
4: Going off. I got my customary uh, Don Walker oh, yeah. text messages last night. <laughs> He'd be ecstatic. He's a mad Broncos fan, Donnie. Donnie. I was revving him up about the WAS. <laughs> hey, well, yes. A break is looming, but we mm. should just touch on uh, Golden Rose Day yesterday. Or do you want to do that a we'll bit co- later on?
3: We'll come back after and do it after. It a big day, though. It was a massive day. We'll talk about it after this break. That's our talk topic today. Memorable entertainment at sporting events and who you'd like to see at NRL and AFL Grand Finals. Call us on 13 53 53 SMS 0419 767 272. Listening to Dino and Ray in the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
2: The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across
5: the Sky Racing Network. Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel Racing getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lynnhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 7 3229 9 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning
6: Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos... Or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia,
7: movement that inspires. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? The... Sorry,
8: but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no, cricket was played first. Soccer's played the most. Football's no, probably no, but played the, the best. Well, the world would argue yeah. We serve more than we, we ski almost no as much as cricket. cricket.
7: It's sport cricket. is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab.
0: We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
1: Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing. Headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom. Including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Ravik. Book now at theracers.com.au
9: Another high quality goal shot. Clinch, another match. They've taken the session by three matches to one. And we're going to
2: be all square. And 8-8 going into the singles. What a Solheim Cup this is proving to be. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend. Welcome back to the show with
3: Dino and Ray. That's the Solheim Cup. Quick update, that's uh, the ladies' version of the Ryder Cup. And Europe 8, USA 8, as we just heard, locked in. Um, leveled up going into the final day there in Spain. Of course, the Ryder Cup will start later this week in Rome, where the US will take on the Europeans. US haven't won the Ryder Cup on European soil, Dino, you know, for 30 years since they won in England back in 1993. So that'll be fascinating. Also, the Labour Cup, which is um, uh, in tennis, is currently underway in Vancouver. And Team World off to a terrific start, winning the first four games, um, leading Europe 4-0. And it's currently a singles match on, as we speak, with Fritz up a set 6-2 over Rublev, 5 all in the second. So Team World potentially... Um, could be five and zero down, Dino. Plenty happening in the world of sport at the moment.
4: Yeah, plenty of SMS, SMSes, right? I'll get those letters out. Uh, in regards to our talk topic, no name on this. The Optus TB debacle was pretty memorable. What happened?
3: It ever? was one of the Optus
4: grand finals, and a big TV came down, but it yeah. broke. That's right. The string broke, or whatever it was, the cord, and the TV just went on its side, <laughs> and it wouldn't budge. There's another memorable uh, and embarrassing moment there for Rugby <laughs> League. Um, no name on this one either, Ray. Prince in the rain at the Super Bowl mm. is an all-time classic. Carmel from Gyra says, the Hoodoo Gurus. That's my team. Michelle from Dubbo says, hey, blokes. 2024 grand final, road trip and Lee Kernahan. Mm. Boys from the bush are back in town. And Mitchell from to get Fairlight. get people
3: singing? How get people
4: singing? Absolutely. And Mitchell from Fairlight says, "Get ACDC for both grand Oh yes, yeah. that would lift Highway the joint. Highway to heaven or something, wouldn't that be lift mate? the roof off the wouldn't joint? Wouldn't it, White? Now, Ray, um, I should have got to it earlier. My apologies. Golden Rose Day at Rose Hill yesterday. Run us through the day, and also sad news for the connections of Giga Kick scratched from the Everest.
3: Yeah, well, just on that, it, it, it is um, uh, terrible news for the connections. And for indeed, James Harron, who locked into Giga Kick again some months ago, and why not? He was, he's been the favourite for the Everest since he won it last year. But he's got a muscle issue. He'll be out for the rest of the spring. Do you know he's still a lightly raced four-year-old gelding. So his future's on the racetrack. So... Connections are looking after the horse. So long term, um, we'll hopefully see Giga kick back on the racetrack at the top level for two, three, four years yet. So looking after him now, we'll get some longevity there, but certainly has opened up the Everest now and is a Um, James Harron now has to look for another horse. He might go Osmosis, who was very, very good in the heritage yesterday. Um, But a lot to unfold there with those Everest slots. Still five open. You mentioned Rose Hill yesterday. Didn't have plenty of highlights. We'll go straight to the Colin Stephen. Athabaskans in a rich vein of form
10: is looking for Creel running into the straight and Sir Lucan weathering the storm at the moment. Sir Lucan with a kick. Three quarters to Desert Icon. Followed by Alabear going back to the inside. Uh, Verona's gone. It's Sir Lucan being tested by Desert Icon. Athabascan's winding up. And Alabear gets the run down the inside. Alabear went to Desert Icon. Athabascan wide out, swamping them. Athabascan got up in the wire to nail Alabear. Desert Icon third. Sir Lucan fourth.
3: Yeah, John O'Shea's found the key to that horse. Good win by Athabaskan, the Colin Stephen, onto the Golden Pendant. Chris Waller had a terrific day with three winners yesterday. Is Espiona suddenly a chance for the Everest? She was good in the Golden
10: Pendant. Now Espiona's coming off heels. She's starting to give chase. Zugotcha can't do much more. Three lengths away to a tissue is putting in a good challenge. Diamondella being joined by Espiona. She really wants to lay in. Nash trying to straighten her up as she stormed two lengths clear now from a tissue charging home. But it's Espiona clearing the golden pendant. Espiona the favourite to go beat a tissue. Banana Queen third. Then came Diamond.
3: She's got a funny habit, Dino Espiona. She holds her head to the side, and Nash will have made a funny comment. He said it's like she's looking for a mother in the stand or something, but then when she goes past horses, she straightens up and dashes away. So she's a quirky mare, but she's in terrific form, and certainly Chris Waller is considering a possible Everest start in his slot with Espiona. On to the Shannon Stakes, an important Epsom lead up. Matthew Dunn and Nashawilla combined with Cepheus.
10: Now the favourite Waterford is well back getting wide as they turn. It's Crosstalk swinging in front. Byron Bell's had enough. Williamsburg goes to second. Cepheus along the rails. Then came New Mandate. Flying crazy. Waterford is winding up on the outside as Williamsburg takes the lead now from Cepheus the inside. Waterford trying hard but Cepheus went up the inside now. Cepheus takes the lead and it's Cepheus home here in the Shannon Stakes. Beat Williamsburg and Waterford in a Photo for second, uh, then flying crazy further back to lion's
3: roar The Golden Rose was the group one yesterday at Rose Hill. this was a tremendous contest, a classic Joe Maria ride on Militarise.
10: Further back to Cylinder with a back to follow. Uh, Moravia trying to come off hills at the 350. Now they're stretched across the track. Snap back joined by Butch Cassidy and NCAP. Cylinder starting to hit top gear. Moravia hasn't got much room nor Charmstone. NCAP hits a narrow lead at the 150. NCAP from Butch Cassidy. Cylinder hitting the line hard. NCAP, Cylinder, militarised late. Oh, barnstorming finished by militarised. The late attack. Diving, and I think he got there in the golden rose from cylinder and in cap. Oh, followed by Butch Cassidy, Moravia.
3: King- Great call, Darren Flindell, and I. My colleague sitting right next to me had a little. Wager on Mill truck Well done, Dino. Just a little twenty bucks each way. Good on you, mate. Did you start cheering like Darren Flindell there? In great the last call, 50? Wasn't it? Yeah, great call. Yeah. Great call. He's the best in the business. Um, Fleming a uh, Caulfield, sorry, yesterday and Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Botter having a tremendous season. Damien Oliver in the saddle, in the underwood stakes, the horse,
1: alligator blood. Alan Kerr at the 300, grabbed by Alligator Blood. Tuvalu trying to go with him. A gap Linderman Dewis, Right You Are, and Sulcum from a long way back. Alligator Blood at the 150, extended a length in front of Tuvalu and Dewis. But it's Alligator Blood clear, looking to go back to back. His mighty heart gets him there. Alligator Blood's won it. Tuvalu second, Dewis third, Sulcum fourth, then Right You Are, and next without
11: a fight and
3: not. Uh, terrific horse, is in the alligator blood, and just too good for his rivals in the Underwood Stakes. We'll hopefully talk to Bjorn Baker very shortly about Osmosis, because there is a lot of talk about potentially that unbeaten three-year-old going into the Everest, a bit like what happened last year with Gigi Kick. So we'll find out. Actually, plenty of people want to have their say on the SMSs and the open line. And Macca is there. Macca, good morning. Hey, Maki, are you are there? Yeah, guys, you there? Yeah, good morning, Macca. How are you, mate? What do you got for us?
12: Yeah, good thing. Yeah, no, I was going to say, it was, a, it was a very good day of racing. Um, mm. God, Darren Flindell and, and uh, Matt Hill, they could call anything. They are unbelievably good callers of big races. That was so good. Darren's call militarised when he... I he loved spotted
3: it. it, didn't he? He found militarised just as he got out and unleashed. And you're, you're right, Macca, we're so blessed in Australia to have our race callers when we listen to... Um, some of the callers overseas, but certainly Darren Flindell and Matty Hill, they are the best in the business Mecca
12: Yeah, it was unreal and um, Yeah, it was a shame about the about the Giants on Friday night just falling that touch a bit short, but um, I think um, I think the, the last few weeks have just been absolutely sensational for the AFL. I think it's uh, I think AFL has pretty much put its foot down as the number one you know, code in the Country, those crowds, I've never seen anything like it in my life. Yeah, 97. I've been yeah. Crazy. Like 97, then you had 95, 96, 94.
3: Incredible. And
12: then the Gabba was sold out. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. Exactly. The
3: Giants were good. Do you know they were unlucky? They were really unlucky they didn't get up there. But Collingwood go through to take on the Brisbane Lions. Shane's on the line. Shane, good morning.
13: Morning, fellas. How are you?
3: Terrific. What do you got for us, Shane?
13: Oh, mate, I couldn't imagine anything
14: better than 100000 at the MCG and some uh, Queen tribute band trying to uh, uh, sort of Queen, get yeah. the same sort of, yeah, something like how they did over at Wembley
13: when the Freddie was around, but I guess it'd be awesome.
3: Actually, we saw Queen at um, uh, Stadium Australia a couple of years ago. Um, they were fantastic, yeah. Dina. They were fantastic, oh, Shane.
15: Yeah, they're an amazing, amazing setup.
3: Yeah, no, good on you, Shane. I like that one. Queen, that'd be good, Yeah, Dina. great. That'd be that'd go really
15: well. What do
4: you think? You'd, need Fre- you'd need Freddie for me. So oh. Freddie's not with us any longer, obviously. Gee,
3: the guy does it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he is good. He is He's good. Unbelievable. Um, anyway, Dino, you know, plenty of people want to have a say on the SMS as well.
4: Yeah. Uh, Willow from Windsor. Bulldog, your winnings from the punt yesterday can start off a funder to bring. Bon Jovi to the grand final. Yeah. What a good idea, Willow.
3: I like it. I like you know, it. Willow
4: messages me every week.
3: We're well, we'll, we'll messaging disc- Friday night after the Penrith one. So. To
4: discuss how many shows we've done together.
3: Oh, you know that? Yeah. You know, we
4: have done a lot of shows mm. since I started here when you and I have been away. But actually, sitting face to face, this is 147. It's not a bad knock. Eh? Raise the bat in three weeks. Oh, geez, how about that? Raise the bat. When in are you go on weeks. holidays then? Uh, Early November. Oh, so we'll raise it raise back before you go. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there's a few more here, memorable artists that they'd like to see. This is from Pete from Benora. Uh, Metallica and or Dire Straits. Dire Straits, that'd be good. Yeah, a Metallica fan, Dino? Not really. I like a bit of heavy stuff. That's yeah. a bit too heavy for me. Fair enough.
3: Laurie's on the line. Laurie, good morning.
16: Hi, uh, fellas. I just wanted to know if the Papua New Guinea game for the uh, under boys has been televised today on Channel
4: 9. Dino, I'll defer to you oh, that oh one, Oh, gee, mate. Laurie, you've asked me a, a tough one there. Yeah, I, I, I don't I... know. I, wait, to be wait, honest, wait, Laurie, wait. I didn't even know there was a game. They had two in there, or well, up there yesterday, which were telecast on 9, but I didn't know about under the game. they the this afternoon,
3: wouldn't they, on Channel 9? Yeah. The semi-finals, so.
4: There's a couple of SMSs come through also, Ray, that... Uh, it's a bit of a shame that Norths versus South isn't going to be telecast yeah. by nine or by the...
3: Can you watch it anywhere, Dino?
4: I think you can. Ha- it'd be on streaming for the New South Wales yeah. Rugby League. Okay. But um, traditionally, it's showing the reserve Grade yeah, grand final. It, to, just to
3: Steve and Penelope Hamish are saying, yes, it is being streamed yeah. live. It's so a bit of a shame
4: it's not on TV. It would have been nice to have watched it. But I think the women's game uh, is on exactly, instead yeah. of... Oh, and nine, nine now, now, I'm being now, told. Yeah.
3: We'd better take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ryan, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
1: Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing, headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom, including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Rampick. Book now at the races.com.au Isn't
5: it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an ambassador travel racing getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 3229 655 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. A rare racing chance to buy the
1: iconic standard bread property Bidgey Ribbon, the home of the famous Brooklyn Lodge stud. Minutes from Bathurst on 610 hectares with water rights. Auction day, October
7: 26th. For full details, contact Nutrien Harcourt's. Sports report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Uh, cricket? The... Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no league. cricket was played
8: first. No, soccer's played the most. the, no, they but the, the, best. Well, the world would argue yeah. swimming. We, serve more than
7: we, swim. we ski almost no as way much as cricket. cricket. It's sport
17: cricket. is our sport,
7: and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on.
0: You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
18: G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls, we even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
10: It's Osmosis, just the leader from Namesake. Osmosis, lifting, kicking. Osmosis goes on to win the Heritage. The Colt remains unbeaten. Celestia Legend second, Namesake third.
2: On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Osmosis, how good is he? So impressive in the Heritage stakes. Let's ask the trainer, Bjorn Baker. He might not know how good this Colt is. Bjorn, good morning.
14: Yeah, morning guys. Good uh, you found my number. It's been <laughs> a long time, Ray, on a Sunday morning.
3: I've been oh, morning
14: he's very fickle, Bjorn.
4: You know he's fickle. No, if you win, if you're in. If you run eighth, <laughs> doesn't come near if, you. If you
3: win, you're in. Well, you've got a winner in your stable, Bjorn, haven't you, with with Um Osmosis. Three starts, three wins. He was brilliant yesterday. How has he pulled up and and I have to ask you, is there any Everest interest?
14: No, firstly, sorry, I'll, I'll go back as step and say thanks so much. It's great to hear from you guys <laughs> on a Sunday morning. And um, No, he's very good. And I was pretty uh, nervous going into yesterday. I thought, um, I, I think he's got a big future. It's only his third start. I thought it was a tough ask and uh, just wrapped to get the win. I think there's a heap of improvement too. In terms of the Everest, we'll just take one step at a time. The, the main aim is probably to go to the Roman consul on the 7th of October. So uh, very much one step at a time.
3: With what happened to Digger kick yesterday, Bjorn, and look, I know there's still a lot of outstanding sprinters in the race, like I wish I win and think about it, et cetera, But does that... Overpass. Make, yeah, overpass. We'll get to overpass in a second. Um, does that make <laughs> you think about whether it's worth throwing a three-year-old as lightly raced as Osmosis into an Everest this
14: year? Oh, it's a a big money race, and it's sort of once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but um, we'll have a good look at him tomorrow, and we'll have a think about it. I I think probably next year, I I think he's a horse that can compete at that level. Mm -hmm. So we'll just have a good look at him tomorrow and uh, just assess the situation. But at this stage, we'll just... Rock on, and, yep. and the main aim is a cool mall.
4: Hey, Bjorn, how is Overpass, and what are your Everest plans for the horse? Yeah, I think he was super. I thought, I thought
14: he was great last week. I think four weeks between runs is ideal, and it's just great to have another Everest runner. Obviously, it, it's turned into to well the biggest race in the calendar, really, and being in Sydney, and and uh, it's just a dream to be involved. Um, and I think he can run really well. Last year he ran a very good sixth. I think this year he's going better than ever. I'm really confident we've got the right set up with him. Last year he went to the Premier Stakes two weeks and then two weeks into the Everest. This year we'll we'll go four weeks and he'll have a trial between runs, but... uh, I'm very happy he's there. I think the race shape's ideal too at this stage. And the Everest is the only leader, only horse up on speed, and and we'll want to make it a truly run race. We we want to lead by not half a length. We'll we'll make it. Uh, we'll make it a truly run event. I think he's better that way. So um, we'll be in front for a long time.
3: Yeah, he can sustain that high cruising speed, can't he? Hey. Uh- um you've overpassed in the slot with the ATC and Ram Racing, uh, the boys from Western Australia. That, that was the team that you aligned with for the Quokka in Perth earlier this year, which overpassed one. Can you tell us about the Ram Racing boys and can you sustain a strong gallop with them?
14: <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I can't. And uh, they're coming to Sydney, so lock up your yeah. wives, daughters, husbands and wives. So. <laughs> they're a hard case mob and uh, no, really looking forward to them coming over, they'll add something to the race day, they, they come out they're actually a bunch of massive guys they'll come with their big big uh, cowboy hats and it was one of the best experiences of my career over there, we had a, a, a great time and I'm sure they'll come to Randwick, win, lose, a draw and have a a, uh, a lot of fun
19: yeah, Exactly
3: Hey Bjorn, um Mitch from Robertson has SMS in. What's Bjorn's best at Bathurst today?
13: Oh wow! Well, uh,
14: it just keeps rolling on, and of course a big dance qualifier. Yeah. Very important race in its own right. The Bathurst Cup, mm. and I actually used to do a bit of local work as a pharmacist at Bathurst, so oh, okay. I like Holly. I like Hollywood here. I think from a good gate. I think he's a little bit unlucky in the Dubbo Cup, and. I think he can uh definitely be in the finish.
3: Got the right barrier there too, Dino, Hollywood hero. Bjorn, did you have a cheeky tipple last night?
14: Uh very, very low key. actually had a thirtieth birthday party and what time uh, did you finish? I was, I was very well behaved. Very well behaved. <laughs> you didn't answer um, my question,
3: Bjorn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had a good night. he would say that. It was a good night. But, Bjorn, you put uh, the, you put the you, pads man. on for us this morning. That's the
4: main thing. Yeah, exactly.
14: <laughs> That's right, too. I've been up. I had the alarm bright and early, and uh, I'll take the dog for a walk now. We'll get out and about. And then That's a nap good. during the day? But, uh, no, no, no. Trainers, no don't, trainers don't
3: sleep, Dino. No. Trainers never sleep. You,
14: there's a lot of competition in Sydney. I've got to get on the computer, but shut. Uh, and uh you got to be on the ball that's for sure if you snooze you lose Yeah, I watch a bit of the island uh South Africa rugby game too this morning so yeah. we're warming up the the, the um warriors uh, sort of back yeah. out of the pack we're suddenly back we're a rugby country again
4: in New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> hey who wins Wales or Australia Bjorn?
14: yeah not much in it I'll tell you what but you yeah, your coach he's 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 reading a lot of hands, Christian Anderson. He's on the uh, pump, isn't he? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll tell you what.
14: is, but uh, uh, actually, uh, I'll be very pro Wallaby tomorrow morning.
3: Ah, uh, good on you, Bjorn. Hey, Bjorn, congratulations with Osmosis. Yes, so congratulations getting overpass into the Everest. We'll see what happens with the three-year-old, and good luck in the Bathurst Cup today.
14: Thanks, Dean. Thanks. thanks,
3: Bjorn. There's Bjorn Baker, um, one of the real characters of Sydney racing and he's great with the media. Richie Kellner's on the line. Richie, good morning. And if you Hello. were part owner of Osmosis, would you be thinking of running in an Everest?
20: Oh, you never get the opportunity to run in the best race in the country, worth $20 million. Um, the What it does for your business as well, it'd be exciting. Could Osmosis win a uh, an Everest? Some might say yes. If you're asking my opinion, I'd say not a hope.
3: Yeah, no, fair enough. What about Espiona, who was really good also yesterday in the Golden Pendant?
20: Well, um, Nashiruila, he's you, as good a rider as there is in the world. His comments post-race were incredible. It ran the fastest last 600 of the entire day. She was cruising, a hot speed in the Everest. Um, she wasn't ready first up, and the horse had beat
3: her sunshine and Paris, in the Everest. Yep. Mm. I think you'd be mad not to have her there. Yeah, no, she's really an interesting mare. Um, she's a quirky mare, isn't she, um, Rich? Yesterday again, we saw her. She turns her head to the side, but then, as Chris Waller and Charlie Duckworth um, pointed out, once she gets past horses and hits the front, she straightens up and charges to the line. She's she's got some odd habits. Yeah, I just think she's a. I think she's half a show pony.
20: Um, <laughs> she wants to have a look at the crowd and say. <laughs> You have a look at me. I'm yeah. turning my head. You're trying to pay attention. I'm about to go past this mug on the inside, <laughs> and then I'll just put my head down and go on. Look, she's she's quality, and the faster they go, I think the better her action is, and that's yeah. what she'll get if she goes to an Everest. Um, but it's I tell you what, even though Giga kicks out and he'll live to fight another day, it's it, there's always another twist to the tail with yeah. the Everest, and yeah. um, I think this year's just you know. I, Whether we're going to see the best Everest winner, but I'll tell you what, I think we're going to see one of the best ever editions of the Everest. You know, I think it's going to be an outstanding race. The only way I can see the Everest not working, Ray, is if we have, and I said this last week, is if we have a black caviar. Because here you just win, no questions asked, but without a black caviar... Anyone can win on their day with the right race.
3: Yeah, well, she was a once-in-a... Not a lifetime, once-in-a-hundred-year horse, Black Caviar. Speaking of great races, the Golden Rose yesterday, a tremendous contester. Uh, I think it's one of the best Golden Roses in terms of the depth and the quality of the field. Joe Marira, the magic man, Chris Waller, Militarise. Um, what a combination, Rich.
20: Oh, we know how good he is. Three rides on uh, this Colt now, three Group 1 wins. And, and if you go back and watch the replay, he got a he got an awful prat about hundred meters after the start, and probably lost a length and a half. But you know what he did? Like all of our top jockeys, he just didn't panic, Joe. Mm-hmm. He never panicked. Um, Nash the I felt sorry for Nash because he began brilliantly, and he thought he said, "All oh, right, they're going to punch up. I'll just and next, you know, they punched up, punched up behind. I thought cylinder was out, Stanley. Yeah. I just watched the replay. Moravio still hasn't got out, so. But look... NCAP
3: NCAP was very brave, Rich. uh,
20: I've made a point of it to go over and congratulate Gary Portelli. Mm. Um, What an effort he's done with NCAP. And Dylan Gibbons, I I heard him say to the owners, he said, I don't know whether we should be excited or we should just be absolutely shattered. Uh, It was home for all money. It was an outstanding race. And even Shinzo and King Colorado just got too far back. When they're running that sectionals, and when you think how fast they've run, for military to come from where it was at 150, Phenomenal.
19: Yeah.
20: incredible win. And the thing is, he'll be better at a mile, and he might be better at a mile
3: and a quarter. Exactly. And just with Shinzo, did pull up two out of five lane, Dino. So we'll just wait and see how that colt comes through. Hopefully he's okay. Rich Waterford
4: ran a good third in the Shannon Stakes yesterday. Thoughts?
20: He just stepped a half yard too slow, Bulldog. Uh, and the way the track was planned, Look, um, if you're looking at sectionals, he ran the first... The last, the third last fastest 600 of the entire day. Which wow. Is yeah, there you just go. incredible. So uh, I think it was um, a horse I just said, Espiona. I think it was a horse in the last that was last of um, uh, right down the bottom, Ray. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't finish in the placing, Lavish Empire, and then Waterford. I think it was 32-9. So hey, there you go. his yeah. effort was incredible. The winner, though, Sufius, Maddie, Maddie Dunn deserves credit. Um, but he just took up a more forward spot. And when they're Running those sectionals off the front, it's oh. just impossible. But, look, he'll live to fight another day. There's a lot of good races coming up. You've got the Epsom next Saturday. Will he line up there? I don't know. I'll leave that up to Chris Waller. who's trained a couple more Group 1 winners than himself. <laughs> and then you've got the Alan Brown. You've got the five... Because he's only a five-year-old bulldog. Don't forget, for five-year-olds, is a five-diamonds prelude of five diamonds. There's hmm. massive races every week. But Epsom Day next Saturday... Is just going to be absolutely a belter.
3: One of the great days in Sydney racing. Before you go, Rich, a quick one. Gordon from Urimbo has, has texted in, Richie, how good does Alligator Blood make the Mr Brightside form look now?
20: 100%. Uh, I, I, I thought he was vulnerable. But look, there's no doubt in the world the track played up and in at Caulfield. It was a massive advantage the mm. way the track played. That's why if you go back and look at replays, a horse like Sultan went enormous. Step Hardy's win was incredible, but they did go hard. But Alligator Blood had to work for the first the first 500 to get outside the leader. And then when the other horse, Tuvalu, had come off his back, I thought he had beaten them. It was great to see Duas back, too. Know about that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The Caulfield Cup, um, Duas and Sulton, I thought they were the pick out of that race. But Alligator Blood, well done to Adrian and, uh, and Gay. I think that's six or seven Group 1 wins. And he does it like the crowd
3: loves it. They mm. do it from the front. They're he's tough. tough. He's tough, yeah. Hey, Rich, appreciate it. Best luck with Waterford going forward into the spring. And um, I think you're on with the Panthers with me next Sunday. Oh, God, give them strength, yeah. Ray. I will say, Bulldog, I met up with a bloke on uh,
20: Friday for a coffee, Daniel Dixon. I think he's the chairman of the Bears. So I know you're going to have the CEO a later. So I want to wish the Bears all the very best of luck. I thought Billy Ida was better than Meatloaf Ray and Billy didn't even sing. <laughs> did. But I, I was the April last year. I thought Robbie Williams was incredible. But if you want my vote for next year, yeah. what about we go left field? The biggest selling music in the world outside of Taylor Swift is country. And she's country. Why don't we just look a uh, Luke Combs of Taylor Swift go
3: straight to the
20: top of the tree?
3: There's Richie Callender. That's his on that note for next you can, week. You can Tan's in studio. I reckon I know who Tan would want. She yeah. Queen.
21: Yeah, you're an Adam Lambert. No, I'm I'm waiting anxiously, anticipating a Spice Girls reunion. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, they've never played down here. How that kind rugby league crowd, you reckon?
21: <laughs> Actually, it but
3: might help a different demographic go to the game. That's right. That's what it's all about <laughs> these exactly, days. That's what it's all yeah. about. <laughs> um,
21: Bathurst Cup Day, the ten big day. It certainly is. There's also racing in New South Wales at Taree, Sunshine Coast in Queensland, and a big day at Flemington as well. Let's start with Bathurst. The weather is fine. The track are good for the rail true and twenty-one scratchings. Out of race one, take two, Mister Casino number two. Race two is clear. Race three, number five, Zipperlist seven, absolutely wicked, and nine Schmacko. Five, seven, and nine. Race four, number one, Bobby Shiraz, number one. Race five, number two, Bell Obali. Number two from race six, number five, cubed six, uncut gem, ten, Gutenberg, twelve, Royal Bombardier, in emergencies, fifteen and 16, 12 six, ten, twelve, fifteen, and sixteen. Race seven, number eight, Manderbos, nine, Spaltit, and thirteen, Socrates, eight, nine, thirteen. And from race eight, number four, who but Rue, thirteen, Rajnish, and emergencies, seventeen through to twenty. Four, 13, 17, 18, 19 and 20 from race eight at Bathurst. Taree, the weather is overcast. The track good for the rail at two metres the entire course and there are 23 scratchings. From race one, number five, Dyfic. number five. Race two, number four, Dunmore Lass, 10, Jad jed emergencies 15 through to 18 four 10 15 16 17 and 18. race three take out four a brazen laugh six Namid and seven well out of reach four six seven race four is clear race five number one devoted deputy five our Frankie six hell of a show seven life of tree emergencies 15 and 17 one five six seven fifteen seventeen from race six number three velvet haze and 11 tyho Netta 3 and 11 and out of race 7, number 6 uncaged. 8, Woken with a Kiss 9, Nicky Knee Knack 10, Emeralds Sun Emergency 14 6, 8, 9, 10 and 14 From race 7 at Taree The Sunshine Coast Weather is overcast The track a good four. Rail out 2 metres entire course Penetrometer 6.78 And 14 scratchings From race 1 Take out number 3 Number 3 Races 2 and 3 are clear Race 4 The emergency 17, 18 and 19 From race 5 Number 3 Number 3 from the 5th, from the 6th, 3, 10 and 14, 3, 10, 14 and race 7 take out 7, 10, 13, 14, 15 and 17, 7, 10, 13, 14, 15 and 17 from race 7 at the Sunshine Coast. And down to Flemington, the weather is fine. The track are good for the rail out 14 meters the entire circuit, and there are 19 scratchings. From race one, take two, Donna Donatrice number two. Race two, the emergencies 14, 15, 16, and 17. Out of the third, three, Enner Stream, 10 Y Marie, and 11, Poifect, 3, 10, 11. Race four, Skidow, number four, Skidow, number five, Zion, 10 Etienne. And twelve Stanislau, 4, 5, 10 and 12. Out of the 6th, 13, Shinjuku, 13 from race 6. From race 7, 5, First Mate and 13, Dun Alley, 5 and 13. And out of the 8th, number 8, Wishlaw Lass, Emergencies 15, 16, 17. 8, 15, 16, 17 from race 8 at Flemington. Hey,
3: Tan, someone's text in. Hey, Tanya, who do you really, really want? Oh, very, spice very good. Course. I and want to spice up my life. A, and you did say the New South Rugby League Cup is on nine now, is it Nine correct? now,
21: yeah. I've got it all out there. And I think the, the other two you can um, hear live on the New South Wales Rugby League website. Terrific.
3: Here's the eight o'clock news. We're a bit late.
17: Hello, I'm Sarah Warmbay. The 68-year-old survivor of the mystery mushroom poisoning in Victoria's East has been released from hospital. Pastor Ian Wilkinson was rushed to hospital two months ago after attending a lunch at a home in Leangatha where police believe death-cap mushrooms were served in a beef wellington. The woman who cooked the meal, Erin Patterson, remains a suspect but denies any wrongdoing. The No Camp is launching an ad campaign tonight in the lead-up to the Voice referendum. The ad was filmed mostly in Adelaide and features prominent no-campaigners Senator Jacinta Nappajimpa-Price and Warren Mundine. The Telegraph reports the ad will feature Indigenous Australians expressing their concerns about the advisory body. The New South Wales government is being accused of breaking an election promise by raising tolls on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. From late next month, it will cost an extra 27 cents to make the trip south into the city. Shadow Roads Minister Natalie Ward says Labor made no mention of the increase before the decision was announced.
13: Opal fares are up, fees and charges are up and now tolls are up, while investment in the transport future of New South Wales is going down 25% over the next four years. Extended is just getting out of control under the Minns Labor government. They didn't talk about this in the election, they didn't put it in the budget and now it's just an increase
17: by stealth. Labor says the tolls are required by law to be reviewed annually. Major crime detectives in Western Australia are continuing to investigate the fatal police shooting of a 58-year-old man east of Perth. Police were called to a residential area in South Kalgoorlie with reports a man was carrying a handgun near a childcare centre. Three shots were fired after he approached officers. He died in hospital. Assistant Commissioner Darrell Gaunt says he failed to heed police warnings.
4: He made his way towards them. was given numerous warnings not to do so continued the police officers withdrew and moved backwards but he
5: continued to confront them and that was at the time we needed a
17: shop. Also in news, the federal government will release its employment white paper tomorrow containing strategies to maintain full employment in Australia and improve productivity. And South Australia police have launched their new You Belong in Blue recruit advertising campaign promoting SAPOL's critical goal to boost cadet recruit numbers. Overseas, a convicted murderer may be the first to be executed by asphyxiation in the U.S. state of Alabama. Carol Malone reports.
21: Kenneth Smith is one of only two people to have survived execution in the
17: U.S. A previous attempt to kill him by lethal injection failed as they couldn't insert an intravenous line. Last month, Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall asked the court to let the state gas him to death using a face mask connected to a nitrogen cylinder, which would deprive him of oxygen, and it's now under consideration by the state's Supreme Court. Smith's lawyers say it may violate the
21: U.S. Constitution's ban on cool an unusual punishment and are likely to appeal.
6: Death penalty experts say there's not enough information on the effects of using nitrogen in this way. Oklahoma
17: and Mississippi have approved nitrogen executions but are yet to try it. And a bombing at a security checkpoint in Somalia has killed at least 15 people. This is Air News. (laughs) To AFL, the Lions have overcome the Blues to win 79 to 63 at the Gabba. Brisbane's Lockie Neil told Fox footy it was a slow start but a great ending. Got ourselves
1: back in the game, and um, second half we played our, our brand of footy. So uh,
5: yeah, we got back on top in the end. But...
17: They'll take on Collingwood next weekend in the grand final. The Brisbane Broncos will go head-to-head with the Penrith Panthers in the NRL grand final after beating the Warriors 42-12. to The Panthers are looking to win three grand finals in a row. Broncos coach Kevin Walters believes his side is up for the challenge.
18: I've got a lot of faith and a lot of confidence in our in our team, particularly our squad, that next week's going to be very exciting and we'll be in there right up to our eyeballs.
17: Australia has defeated Papua New Guinea 30-18 to 18 in the Prime Ministers 13. In the women's match, the Aussies beat PNG 56-4. to 4. Aussie Oscar Piastri has qualified second for the Japanese Grand Prix. He'll start behind Max Verstappen on the grid. In MotoGP, Australian Jack Miller will start from 16th on the grid in tonight's Indian Grand Prix. Marco Bezzecchi is on pole. And the second of three ODI matches between Australia and India will take place tonight. India has a 1-0 lead in the series after a five-wicket victory in the opening match. Australian Independent Radio News. Live
1: up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing. Headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom, including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day September 30 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au
5: isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an Ambassador Travel racing getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 7 3229 655 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. Looking to take the next step in your career? Marcus Oldham's
2: Advanced Diploma of Equine Business Management gives you the skills for a rewarding career
4: in the equine degree. Open up unique opportunities across the world in racing, bloodstock, stud management, breeding, horse health and marketing. There are even pathways to higher academic study. Visit marcusoldham.vic.edu.au forward slash equine to discover why our students have such impressive employment prospects and love
7: this course so much. Traffic on the big sports breakfast. Moving, search Storage King, CanStar Blues 2023 Most Satisfied Customer Award winner. Rated five stars in overall satisfaction, quality of storage, accessibility, and safety and security. In French's Forest, an earlier car fire has two or five westbound lanes closed on Moringa Road at Lambie Road. In the CBD Roadworks, are closing Bent Street heading both ways between Phillips Street and Macquarie Street. The M5 looking good in both directions from Kasula into the city. The world's greatest landmarks are now on sale with up to 50% off thanks to Princess Cruises. Visit princess.com to learn more. Princess, come feel the love. I'm Thomas Rave, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
19: On the big sports breakfast,
21: interstate weather.
3: Sydney today, partly cloudy, a top of 21 degrees. Melbourne, lovely sunny Sunday and 24. Brisbane, partly cloudy, a top of 23 degrees. Over in Perth, mostly sunny and 24. Adelaide, sunny and a top of 28 degrees for Adelaide. Hobart, partly cloudy and 21. Darwin, mostly sunny, a top of 33 degrees. And in Canberra, morning fog clearing to a sunny Sunday and 22 degrees.
2: Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show with Dino and Ray. Big second hour coming up. Peter Peters will join us shortly. We'll talk to Henry Field, the owner of Militarise League Super Quiz. Score, Wayne's let us know kindly that it's 16 all. Thanks, Wayne. Jared Daffy will join us a little later with his words of wisdom and all the sporting odds. And Phil Moss to talk the world of football. Didn't get a chance beforehand, Dino. Tips today. Bathurst, race one, number nine. Posasana into race seven, number four, Electrica in the Bathurst Cup. In the last, race eight, number two Royal Charge each way at big odds run a good race and Antari today race four number one Pandano into race five number three Miss
4: Cartel just a quick plug Ray for a family of league function Manly Leagues Club 120 bucks ahead it's to celebrate the 73 Seagulls grand final win over Cronulla go to family of league the website hit events at the bottom of the page or you can pay on the day and those attending are ian thompson max krillich wayne springall anthony Sebold, and peter zorba peters who i believe is on the line good morning zorb morning bulldog morning ray
15: yeah i'll be there should be a great day looking forward to it
4: 50 years Zorba. does it
15: seem that long ago Uh, No, I'm still feeling the pain.
4: (laughs) It was a brutal grand final there. What about the grand final next week, Zorb? 1 v 2. It's got all the hallmarks of being an absolute belter. I can't wait,
15: Bulldog. I mean, two fantastic football sides. I mean, they blew away um, top four teams in the Melbourne Storm by Penrith, 38 to 6. And Brisbane really put pay to the Warriors, uh, Forty-two to twelve, magnificent victories. Both powerhouse sides, good defensive sides, strong big packs of forwards, electrifying back lines. This could be one of the great grand finals of the of the modern era. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It um it should be a beauty. Quite frankly, I'm finding it hard to pick a winner after uh, looking at the Broncos last night. Just demoralise their opposition with. And power and the clashes in this game coming up. I mean, almost every position. It's going to be a huge build-up of the week. We've got the Dally M's on Wednesday. Um, the build-up to the game. It'll be a sellout. Um, as I said, I, I can't wait. Mm. I want to. Um, I want to just point out some things about this grand final. I. I it's historical in a way. Um, we've got Kevin Walters coaching the Brisbane Broncos. His son Billy will be in the number nine jersey. We've got Ivan Cleary coaching Penrith. His son will be in the number seven jersey. Both key players in the grand final. I can remember coaches and sons teaming up in grand finals in previous years. Historically, though, I can't think of a double mm. in a grand final. I think this is a first.
3: You know, it's fascinating. Azorb, hey, we'll give you a week to think about your selection in the grand final for next Sunday. But... One question I did want
15: to ask you, who's the referee, do you think? Oh, without a doubt, it's got to be Adam G. Mm. I think he's put paid to both the veterans, Ashley Klein and Gerard Sutton. I think Sutton blew it last night. I've never seen a more blatant forward pass allowed when the referee's been in a perfect position, Cuff's judge in a perfect position. The game is not evenly poised, but it was 24-12, three tries, or four tries to three at the time, fifty. Oh, sorry, fifty fifth minute of the game, and we saw Reese Walsh mm. pass a blatant forward pass to Cobbo on the wing, who then sent inside to Jordan Rickey to score. It then became thirty to twelve. Game over. Vital, vital. And you can't blame entirely the referee, but I thought his six agains and penalties. I thought he nitpicked, and I think he blew it. I think the young fella's going to get the grand final, and he deserves it.
4: What do you think, Dino? Zorba, Ray and I had a blue again this morning over this. Same issue. Ray's a fan of going to the video for forward passes.
3: Only, I, only in, in a process of scoring a, a try. Scoring a try,
4: yeah, yeah. I'm not, Zorba. I think the game goes long enough with enough stoppages as it is without going and giving the bunker more responsibility. Are you a fan?
15: No, because I, I, I think there's too much conjecture. I mean, that was a blatant one last night, and they could have ruled on that, but... How many times has it been, you know,
4: a hair's breast? He couldn't do it. You didn't need the video last night, Zorby. He had six eyes and no one picked it up. Goodness yeah, sake. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you know, that's a vital decision in a big game, unfortunately.
15: And um, and the rest have got to pay a price. But he's had his time in the sun, Jared Sutton. So too has um, Ashley Klein. It's time for a change. Mm. And these young boys coming through, I mean, I thought he handled um, uh, that, that Penrith game Penrith versus Storm. It got fiery at times. I love how he kept his cool. He was strong and he he didn't panic. There were times when a um a less a lesser referee might have used the sin bin. He didn't. Um, with one issue with Big Nelson, uh, I think he was very good. And um and, and look, we've got to give the young young referees a go. The others have had their chance. Mm. Time for a change.
3: Yeah. Um. Hey, so we'll talk about. Um, uh, who wins next week and some of the fascinating matchups? But one thing I wanted to ask you about is the two number sevens, they are incredible game managers Nathan Cleary and Adam Reynolds, and um, that matchup alone—you walk over broken glass to watch
15: these two guys play. It's going to be fascinating. Yeah, both both great players, great young fellows too. Um, but what about their goal kicking? On top of mm. their skill and their ability to lead their teams, um, we saw last night um, with the Warriors for the stopgap uh, kicker, um, they should have been a lot closer at halftime than yeah. 24-12. They scored three tries. Reynolds just banged them over the black dot almost every time. Uh, that's going to be a difference. But, of course, Penrith have got their own get-eye-dick too in, um, in Nathan Cleary. So um, there's no advantage there. It's just that um, whoever, uh, those four, four points in a try are normally six with both of these sides, it's it's hard to split them. I mean, I thought Payne Hass last night went to a new level for front row forwards in a big game. Incredible he guy. ran riot. Yeah. He won't be able to do that against Penrith. Penrith's defence is much better than that. And he will be up against the front rower. His size, his power, and his determination in James Fisher-Harris. Everybody everybody was going towards that, that big clash last night between Fenua Blake from the Warriors and, um, and Payne House. But it, uh, it was a it was a it was no contest uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the end with those two big fellows. I I, I thought it was just incredible stuff.
4: Zorb, I had to um, think back this morning when asked about Reece Walsh's electric speed. The two blokes that came to mind over 20, 30, 40 metres were Slippery Morris and Steve Mortimer. Can you think of anyone who... Has such sizzling speed compared to what Reese Walsh offers up every not single he, week? Not
15: when he does that skip and a jump, and he's in mid air. Mm. You can't touch and him. He mm. seems he seems to gain power in mid air, which is a stupid statement from a stupid man. But <laughs> he does. He's incredible <laughs> how he amazing, how man. he just takes off. Yeah. He's incredible player. He made a mistake last night. Threw an intercept pass. For uh, for the Warriors to score a long distance try, but it doesn't phase him. He's got that much confidence in his own ability, and he's up against a very good fullback in Dylan Edwards. Completely different in style, but very very safe. He's already won a Clive Churchill Medal. He's a brilliant player. Um, this game is just something else. I thought Farnworth last night was absolutely outstanding. They're going to lose him, the Broncos, and he'll be a big loss to them. I thought Lui. On Friday night, shut a lot of people up. Um, Everyone said he couldn't get through the game. He got through it okay. Ivan Cleary gave him a rest. Now, I want to talk about, I think the coach of the year for the Daly M's should go to the winning coach of the grand final. But that can't happen because we don't know um, on Wednesday night who will win the coach of the year. But I just want to say that I think Ivan Cleary has now earned his place alongside Craig Bellamy and Wayne Bennett as a super coach of the modern era. Four grand finals in succession is enough proof for me what a great coach he is. He's really flustered. He's always prepared, and he's loved by his players. Now, it's clear his pants is, three peat next Sunday. They'll be the first club since Parramatta in 81-83. Much is made of coach of the year, but as I said, I think it goes to um, goes to the winning coach. Hickow, Burton. Happy Coruscant. They've all left the Panthers in recent seasons, but they haven't been missed. Mm. Cleary is also a master mentor of coaches. Young coaches thrive under him, and we're seeing them pop up all over the NRL. I want to salute him. I think he's a great, great coach, and um, he's gone from a young soccer player on the Northern Beaches to an elite coach in Rugby League. Congratulations to him. It's scary to
4: what he can achieve in the game. You're looking forward to this afternoon's Zorba, no doubt. Will you, be, will, you, will you be going? Will I be going to... See the Bears the... play in the grand final. <laughs> oh, gee, no, I'd,
15: <laughs> I'd rather go to Alliance Stadium and watch the Roosters and the Titans in the women's game than watch North Sydney play in any game. Why the dislike so
4: much? Why is it so No, no, deep? no,
15: hang on a sec. I'm just saying I appreciate the football that the women are playing rather than players that aren't in the NRL.
4: Okay, fair enough. So, and and I,
15: I want to say, it, it's, why did the NRL miss an opportunity here? South Sydney playing North Sydney in the grand final of the New South Wales Cup at Combat Stadium at 3pm. We've got the women playing in Newcastle. Newcastle played Brisbane at 2.05 at McDonald Stadium. And the Roosters are at Allianz Stadium for their game against the Titans. I... I I can't believe that we're all over the place when we could have had a great afternoon featuring the men and women on the same card at the same venue. That's a good but call, Dina. Mm. to me. Uh, I want to talk about, just quickly, the Dally M's. Um, players taking their mums to enjoy the red carpet of the Dally M's will continue this week. The rising Newcastle centre star, Bradman Best, will take his greatest family's his mum, Toby, for a night to remember. Players recognise the support their mums and dads right from the early days of um, their under-8s right through, driving them to games, making sure their gear's packed, making sure they get over their injuries. It's wonderful to see, and it's good to see the players reward their parents, particularly their mums, on the big night. I don't know if he'll be centre of the year, but he's right up there, um, and he um, he certainly is a a star of the future, Bradman Best.
3: Well said, Zorb. Hey, Zorb, enjoy that 50-year... Reunion of that incredible grand final in 1973. Enjoy grand final week and we'll dissect the 2023 NRL grand final preview next Sunday, all
15: Can't wait for it. Should be fantastic and um, this will be a grand final to remember. Go
3: the Bears. Right. <laughs> yeah,
15: go the Bears.
3: Win <laughs> something. <laughs> There's Peter Peters talking, everything about this grand final week. going to be huge, Dino.
4: A couple of quick text messages here. Dave from Wattle Grove says last year, uh, Brad and Jake Arthur, mm-hmm. which is a good point. Uh, no name on this one. Short memory, Zorb, Martin and Johnny Lang. Well, Zorb doesn't have a short memory. He did say the last time there was a double. Yeah, So he's right. But yeah, Martin and Johnny Lang. And Steve from DY says, Phil Blake, over 30 metres. Yeah, Blakey yeah, was, was dynamite. Bring that chip over the top and regather. He was great to watch. He did a story on Blakey last mm. week saying he's yeah. now not with the Queensland Reds anymore. Mm. They've had a restructure and he's looking for a rugby league team. To, he's coached to the Wallabies, Orion, yeah, okay. uh, he's coached Leinstar, he's coached um, uh, Western Force, Manly Marlins, so he'd be a great acquisition out there, Phil Blake.
3: Tell me if I'm wrong, was it Bozo who once said that Phil Blake's got more natural building in his little toe than any other player in the game or so- something like that?
4: I can't remember that quote, but something yes, like that. he was he a was true um, whiz kid.
3: Incredible to watch. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
11: Skipped breakfast. Have you heard from Clarkie? We're trying to find someone who has. No. I got a text off him just after he left saying wow Broncos. So he saw the result in the Broncos store match. I asked him a question, I haven't heard back from him, so I'm just worried. I just figured you might have heard from him. No, I don't
21: even think I have Clarkie's
1: number. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed. I'm not I'm not at that level yet. You've got plenty of numbers. Yeah, yeah he does. Of maybe I'll get, maybe I'll send him a DM. <laughs>
2: The Big Sports Breakfast.
9: Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio
8: and Radio Tab. The Tab Everest. The world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? Introducing the Car Sales Car of
6: the Year, the All-Electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometres of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6. Car sales. Car of the year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer.
21: Kia. Movement that inspires.
1: Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing. Headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom, including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au Hi, Craig
0: Lowndes here. As a professional driver, safety is my highest priority. That's why I'm a proud ambassador for the Australian Road Safety Foundation. September marks Rural Road Safety Month. Now, it's a national initiative to highlight the horrific stat that two out of three fatalities occur on our roads happen either in rural or regional areas. We're calling on you to choose road safety every time you're behind the wheel. I choose road safety for every single road user. Who do you choose it for?
21: frank Lomani will push it wide but it goes dead and a result 69 years in the making sees fiji beats australia
2: on sky sports radio and radio tab this is the big sports breakfast weekend
3: Yeah, that was Fiji upsetting the Wallabies 22-15. That was back uh, about a week ago, and that has certainly put Australia's World Cup campaign in real jeopardy. They have to beat Wales tomorrow morning, Dino, to stay in the tournament.
4: Yeah, a couple of SMSs here about father-sons in grand final. Peter Tex, what about Wayne and Darius Boyd?
3: (laughs) Very clever. Very clever.
4: (laughs) Now, I love this one, right, before... We get to Henry, Damo of Orange. Morning, Ray and Bulldog. I can't wait till next Sunday's grand final. It should be the best ever. I'm just sitting in the jacuzzi having a can of Great Northern, <laughs> listening to you two legends. Love the show. Damo. He
3: You've had an, an early, early can. Early start.
4: I don't mind an early drink, but that's ridiculous.
3: I <laughs> know. Oh, well, <laughs> he might be on holidays, yeah.
4: Maybe there's a little uh, resort out there at Orange, and he thought, you know what? I'm going to rip in nice and early. Let us know what the grand final routine on a Sunday morning is, <laughs> <laughs> Dave. Yeah. What
3: time did you crack the first one on a Demo, it's <laughs> Sunday, Dave? Oh, it's eight thirty.
4: Texas back just before ten. <laughs> if we we'll get, get off air, air. <laughs> just let us know how you're going. If you're still awake, it's a fair effort. It's a long day coming <laughs> up anyway.
3: Um, this man's had an unforgettable day at Rose Hill yesterday when militarised termed imminent defeat into an improbable victory. Henry Field from Newgate Farms on the line. Henry, good morning. Amazing performance by Tries. Morning, Ray.
16: Morning, Bulldog. Yeah, it was a huge performance by a, uh, a very elite cult who, who had no right to win at the sort of furlong pole of the 300 yesterday. He picked himself up, weaved through traffic, and it was extraordinary through the line and uh, a big performance.
3: Uh, you told me yesterday you'd actually given up and you were cheering for NCAP, who's by one of Newgate Stallion's capitalists, and he looked home and all of a sudden those famous colours and that man Joe Moreira came out of nowhere militarised.
16: Yeah, yeah, I, Well, that, that's right. I was watching it I was watching it from front on from the racetrack, so I wasn't watching a monitor. And mm.
19: I'll
16: tell you what, at the 300, he was going worse than the Wallabies. <laughs> the he was in all sorts, <laughs> yeah. all sorts, and, he, uh, and so then I actually stopped looking at him and I started cheering in him, and was by capitalist, who I thought was going to win the race, and the next thing I just saw a flashing light come through, and it was it was militarised. it was a huge performance by a colt who's certainly going to get better over further. He's very he's horse with speed, but everything about his pedigree uh, and everything about his makeup says that he he'll he'll only thrive as he goes further, and it was it was a stellar
4: performance yesterday to beat the fastest colts in the land in, in what is one of our, our blue ribbon races. Now, Henry, just on militarise, uh, is the Corfield Guineas next, and do you think a Cox Plate is possible?
16: Yeah, the Corfield Guineas is definitely next, and 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 you know the the, the long range the long range plan. Um, we've always had the Cox Plate in the back of our head, but you never want to get too carried away with the Cox Plate because it's just so hard for three year olds to win it, but. I'd say if he, if he was to win the goal can he come through it well, then it'd be a logical progression to go towards the Cox Plate. And I think he's like, I think he's hes so talented, this horse, and he's so, he's so tough and he's versatile. He can handle any sort of ground. He can be tractable. He can sit, sit off them. Mm. He, he's, he's got the right profile. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a long way to go. If he's got the right profile to be a horse. It's, it's, it's worthwhile putting on that path.
3: Yeah, exactly. Master stroke by Chris Wild to put the blinkers on yesterday, but I, I dare say as you go up in trip, the blinkers will come off again, Henry.
16: Yeah, I don't know. He was tossing okay. up
3: and down. He was tossing up whether to put the blinkers on yesterday, and it's interesting to to, to
16: Chris's credit, he he trailed like, like a lot of Chris's horse can, where he was at you know, the back and 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 um, you know, didn't trial you know, to the eye like he was going that well. But Chris was uber confident. Mm. Uber confident. The horse was. Was was humming and and he got he got you know he 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 was probably a very smart play putting the blinkers on. Obviously Joe rode the horse, you know he, he rides he gets on with the, horse, with the horse so well and and it was you know I mean Chris is is he's, he's obviously the leading trainer in Sydney for a reason. He's, he's a thinker, he's a deep thinker, and he you know the uh, the thought that he put into yesterday's execution was 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 really a real credit to him. So um, you know it's very exciting. and I think he's I think he's a, he's a really special cult to be involved with. Like he's had six starts, he's won three Group Ones, he got put through the rail and the
3: slipper, and he won he won on debut as a two-year-old. So his record's pretty pretty much flawless. Yeah, absolutely outstanding Colton. How often do we see Chris Waller get those little things right on the big day? Also, Henry, you're in the ownership of Osmosis. We had Bjorn Baker on earlier. He was outstanding in the heritage stakes. Talk about an exciting three-year-old. I know he's not at the level that is yet, but I reckon he'll get there pretty quickly.
16: Yeah, he's, he's very, very good. Very good. And, and and uh, you know, Bjorn Bjorn's done done a great job with osmosis, he's never been beaten. Osmosis, every barrier trial, every yeah. race, exactly four trials, three races, seven times he's competed, he's won every single time. And and you know to be fair to Bjorn, he he left, you know he went into yesterday's race with with a feather up, up his sleeve. He came off one, even though it was a winning trial, quite a soft trial, and he actually profiles up quite a lot like the did last year going into the the Everest, If we can get a slot for him, like he's a he's a progressive three-year-old. There's that, ratings. His ratings keep increasing, race on race. He's untapped. He goes down in weight. He can sit up on speed. He's got a lot of pluses. And um, I would say that if, if uh, you know if, uh, if we're fortunate enough to get an Everest slot as a group, um, that we will certainly be trying to get one. And and I think that's the way Bjorn wants to go. And we're very fortunate with the ownership group, the Derby Racing ownership group, that they were they were good enough to, to entrust us with coming into the colt. And he's career when he finishes racing, and and um, we're very, yeah. You know, I suppose we're very lucky to be involved with his couple because he's, uh, he's certainly, you know, I've never seen I'm not Beyond not in a long time. I've never seen him so excited about a horse and, ever, and nervous, the, you know.
3: and nervous. Henry, he was nervous yeah, in the build-up. Yeah, up, you yeah. Know,
16: so. Yeah, it really, r- r- really, was, and and, and you know, uh, you can see with the whole team how how, how much that contributed to them, and it was a beautifully executed win by Rachel who put the horse in the perfect spot. Um, and and it was just a, a great result to start off start off his his, his, his spring three year old campaign and so hopefully so. we can't get him a berth in the Everest because I, you know these these three year olds, especially the untapped ones like he is, have got a very, very good record in the Everest.
3: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So
4: Henry I hear through the Grapevine you're a footy fan, I assume you are. If you are, got a tip for the grand final. Oh geez,
16: I tell you what, I just
4: can't wait. You know? I just can't wait to, to
16: sit back and watch it and just enjoy the day. You know, it's mm-hmm. a, it's, uh, it's it's one of my one of, it's one of the great sporting events, and it's uh, I've been to a few, few games this season and I've loved every one of them. So I've
3: seen you at Park know, a couple I, of times, Henry. So are you a Panthers man? Well, I've been kind of invited out to the, the Panthers game a couple of times mm-hmm. by the
16: alums who, who sponsor the Panthers, and she's their great hosts. And I, I went and got an XXL Panthers jersey the last time I was out there, and I couldn't even put it on, so <laughs> I was a bit
19: embarrassed. Like
16: that but, uh, but no, they, they they're an extraordinary football team and they they do the small things right and they they, they
4: they're going to be bloody hard to beat, aren't they? Henry, I'm surprised you would have seen Ray, because generally he's in the private suites, were you sound a bit more knockabout, you know, bloke on the hill <laughs> having a pie. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I,
16: was, I was looking up through the through the window. <laughs> there, with
4: his, with his, with
3: his, with his glasses around.
16: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, just looking uh,
4: down his nose at people. That's no, what he does.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Westie born and bred, I love it out there. Hey, Henry, I'm hoping you'll um, come on this week, next week, tomorrow. A little plug for tomorrow night's show, and um, we'll talk more about Think About It there as well, because we'll see him next Saturday in the Premier Stakes. That's the horse that you've got in the Everest slot already, and who yes. knows what might happen with osmosis in coming days. I,
16: I, I, was just, I was messaging Jamie Walter back and forth this morning. It's amazing to think that six six months ago, to think about it, will be would will be favoured for an Everest. But Incredible. That's... That's, that's 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 such a it's such an exciting race. There's so many moving parts, and looking forward to being on the show tomorrow night, Ray.
3: Right? Exactly. Thank thank you so much, Henry. Congratulations on yesterday. We'll talk again tomorrow, and and thanks for joining us on a Sunday morning. Anytime. Cheers,
16: guys. Thanks, Henry. Here's
3: Henry Phil, the Newgate Farm Supremo, and uh, he's he's in a good spot, isn't he? Dino you know, with horses like Miller, Osmosis, and he's got think about it in his Everest slot.
4: <laughs> a couple of very funny texts come through. Okay, Ray. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about. Uh, all nighters are all nighters. I say it differently to you guys, says Manly Manel. You think eight thirty is an early start? It might just be a late finish. <laughs> Rooster Man says, "Get into it, buddy. Never too early." Just don't drown.
3: Well, Damo's come back to us. This is a guy who said earlier that he's in a jacuzzi having a great northern listening to the show. He said, it's going to be a long day, boys. I don't think I'll make the first race at (laughs) 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 Bathurst. Call now for the League Super Quiz. It's 13.53.53 for the League Super Quiz. We're playing for a $100 cash card, courtesy of Tab. So call now on 13.53.53 to be part of the League Super Quiz. Go, Damo.
8: The Tab Everest. The world's richest race on turf. $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching? Pick your favorite Kia.
6: From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred-delivering Kia Seltos, or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer.
21: Kia, movement that inspires.
0: At Drum Golf, we understand your passion. Nice roll. And that's because every Drummond Golf store is owned and run by a local who loves the game as much as you do.
18: Yeah, it's come off the face really well.
0: Someone who knows where you play and what you need. Oh, yeah, looking good. With Australia's biggest range and expert knowledge. Great. Now let's try that putter with this grip. So if you want to improve your game, see a local expert at
7: Drummond Golf. Sports Report. First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Cricket? The, it,
8: Sorry, but our national sport what? is not
17: cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's rugby no league. cricket was played first. But soccer's played the most. Probably no, but played cr- the, best. Well, the world would argue yeah. it's swimming. We ski almost no, as much as no, no,
7: cricket. cricket. It's sport cricket. is our sport, and it's all better on the Tab app. Tab.
0: We're on. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au
5: and now for the most exciting two minutes in sports the very
2: best of u.s racing seven days a week
1: looking at lee can't catch always dreaming who's the 143rd winner of the kentucky derby
2: live and exclusive across the sky racing network
5: garner wins it through clever ball calvert lewin 3-1 everton It's a scoreline they've not been part of very often in recent times. On
2: Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: Welcome back to the show with Dino Ray. Everton get a win overnight, 3-1. It's They needed that one. They've had a shocking start to the season, Dino.
4: Now, just before um, we have the toss mm-hmm. for our quiz, Brian's texting, you can have... And this is his message to Damo, right? <laughs> you can have that mid-strength stuff. I'm on my second can of VB. The day waits for no one.
3: It's got us thinking about our talk topic for Grand Final Day next oh, week. We've got, got one already. Be. Forget about Grand Final moments. When is the right time to start? What, let's
4: be a little bit more PC. Mm-hmm. What does your day comprise? And when is it acceptable to partake in your first sip of alcohol?
3: We've got time for a quick story. I hope we have. My very first grand final, sitting on the hill at the old SCG, it was 1978. It was a Man in Cronulla draw. And so I was only a young bloke. And so in the old days, you get the Red Rattler in from Penrith and you walk up to the SCG and you sit on the hill and you wait for all three grades. This bloke passed out. <laughs> At about 10 o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting there going, This is strange. He slept through until half time of the main game. He had chicken on him, and blokes were pouring beer. It was a funny, it was a real eye opener for a, a naive <laughs> yeah, kid <like> from Penrith, <laughs> I can tell you. Producer Steve Instead, you know, Steve, for the coin tossed Dino, I'll go heads, please, sir. Tails. Tails, it is. I just want to take the ball up and running. I'll open the batting. All right, you got. So I think we've got Daryl there. Daryl, good morning. Oh, Peter, sorry. Peter, good morning.
13: Yeah. Good morning,
22: Ray. Uh, how
3: are you, Pete? You're playing with me, so very, very best of luck. Um, the okay. L- league super quiz score is sixteen all, Dino. Correct. Okay, well, Peter. One hundred dollar cash card, courtesy of Tab, is up for grabs. Good luck, Question Peter. Question number one, Peter. What three yep. teams? What three teams did Penrith beat in their last three grand final wins? Ah, uh,
13: Parramatta. Melbourne.
3: Yeah, they actually lost to Melbourne in two thousand twenty. It was South Sydney two thousand twenty-one, and the oh, Roosters okay. in o- Roosters yes, in oh three. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. It was a tough opener. What's wrong, Dino? No, not all good. Okay, question number two, multiple choice here, Peter. Which first grade team was the last to lose three grand finals in a row? A. Sydney Roosters. B. Western Suburbs. C. Balmain. Uh, I'll say Western Tellers. It was during that great St. George streak, 61-2-3, I think, Dino. About that, yeah. yeah. and poor old Wests uh, found the Dragons just too good. Question number three, Peter, also multiple choice. Which team scored the most points in a grand final? The answers are A, 1951 Rabbitohs, B, 2008 Manly Seagulls, C, 1994 Canberra Raiders. Uh, Manly. It's so a fifty-one rabbitos. I'll check the score there. Yeah, I
4: think top of my head, I don't know why I know this because yeah. it's uh, weird. I think they might have beaten Manly forty-two fourteen. Okay, where Manly yeah, in two thousand eight won yeah. 40, forty nil. Mil, so yeah. it was the most points. Most points scored. So one from three for Peter. But over to you, Dino. Daryl, are you there? Yes, I'm there. You know, it's good for a
15: hangover.
4: What's that? Start again.
15: <laughs> Drinking the night before. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Daryl, don't tell me you're like half our other people listening. You haven't cracked a can early, have you? No, not yet, no. What I time? Home brew. Home brew, oh, man?
15: Yeah. yeah, it'll be afternoon
4: time. My dad used to home brew.
3: What about on grand final day, Daryl? Oh, no.
4: That game starts really late, don't you? It? Gotta so you got to pace yourself. You everybody. don't want to write yourself off. you got to pace yourself. My dad used yeah. to wrap a, an electric blanket around the, the, the keg or the vatty. Oh. Yeah. 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 That would yeah. keep it warm. Is that right, Daryl? I use a towel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we kids will be inside in winter freezing, but the beer was <laughs> nice and warm. Oh, you've got to... That's right. To, the priorities. Beer's a priority.
19: <laughs> Absolutely.
4: <laughs> yeah. Daryl, let's rip in. Question oh. number one. Which three teams did Brisbane beat in their last three grand final wins? It would be Melbourne,
15: Canterbury...
19: And St George. Oh,
4: God God God. God. it was the Roosters, Roosters, which would have been
3: oh, 2000, maybe. Yeah, and was Canterbury O6? Yeah. Yeah, and Storm would have been. No, no, Storm was 6 I think. Correct. 18. Yeah. Correct. Yeah.
4: Correct. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, none for mine. Good awesome. effort, though, there, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Question number two: Which first-grade team was the last to win three grand finals in a row? Is it A Parramatta, B South, or C St George? Well done, 81 2 three, One of the all-time great teams. Now, Darrell, this is for the victory. Which team was the last to not score a point in the grand final? Was it the 61 Dragons? That's option A. Um, B is 2008 Melbourne Storm or C, the 1978 sea Eagles. Melvin Storm. Yeah. Oh, Darryl, you've got the well answer done. and you've got the yeah. cash. Congratulations, yeah.
3: Darryl. Darryl, who's your team, mate? I
4: don't know.
14: The
3: dragons. Oh, well, I would ones. have said that yeah. quietly too. Re- yeah. re- hashtag to get rebuild. Out there, right? That's all right. Hashtag rebuild starting now <laughs> with Fino. Fino. Yeah. That's hey, Daryl, stay on the line. We'll get a $100 cash card Thanks, out to guys. you. Courtesy of Tab. Thanks, Good Daryl. On you, Daryl. Thanks so much.
4: You know that's just proved to me? What's you don't mean? have to cheat to win, Ray. Finally, you've. It's finally sunk into my There you go. So my you... docile brain.
3: You're in front now, 1716. I won't be stopped now. Okay, fair enough. Coming up next, Jared Daffy. On the Big Sports Breakfast...
9: Well, I've been thinking about this for a long time. Where do missing socks go? How do you throw away a garbage can? Do fish sleep? Why do donuts have holes? If you find out, can you let me know, please?
21: Jared Daffy's Words of Wisdom.
9: What was Captain Hook's name before he got the hook? <laughs> There's a message there somewhere.
3: Jared Daffy, good morning. What's our Words of Wisdom for today?
9: Good morning, lads. Why do they call it chilly if it's hot? Very good point. Yes, like that.
17: Yeah, I like it, yeah. How do you it go
9: with the chilies? You're back yeah. in form and great how, how do you go with the week? chilies? Oh, no, no good. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeless. I'm absolutely no, hopeless. No, no good at all. Yeah. But, uh, I don't understand anybody having anything like that or even curries and then wanting it hotter. <laughs> what about you,
4: Dino? How do you go with the chilies? No, man? not good. Good, no, it doesn't no. do me any good in any way. <laughs>
3: hey, Jerry, we're getting a little teaser for next Sunday because I think we've already landed on our talk topic. When's mm. an appropriate time to open that first can on grand final day? What do well, you think? I've
9: been listening to a lot of the feedback this morning and I must admit uh, I've been down that path before. That's not me anymore. But oh, maybe lunchtime. It, it depends how your constitution is, Ray, whether you, whether you run the distance. You, you want to see the end of the game, surely. Yeah, you that's do. true. Actually,
3: Jared um, Laurie is just texting. You're like this. He says, "Hi yeah. Ray, I'm concerned that so many of your listeners need a beer this early in the day to get through <laughs> three hours with Bulldog." <laughs> <laughs> Laurie Daly. No, no, it's oh, a different. <laughs> I was going to say. Fair idea. Oh, like... <laughs> NRL Grand Final. It's this is going to be one of the classic games next Sunday. Who's going to start? Favorite.
9: Well, Penrith will be favourites, um, but I'll tell you what: there's plenty of money out there for the Broncos. Last night, when we knew who was playing who, we put Penrith up at a dollar sixty, Brisbane two thirty-five, a line of four and a half points straight away. Though I mean, there was a lot of bets, obviously, but one bet, one bet alone, thirty-eight thousand at two dollars thirty-five. So, the Broncos are into two thirty, Penrith at dollar sixty-two. That line is three and a half points. You have been talking about the New South Wales Cup. Uh, that match today, South $1. fifty-three, North Sydney two fifty, line 4.5 points. I might as well mention the two women's matches as yep. well. Mm-hmm. That'll keep us entertained all afternoon. Newcastle $1.55, the Broncos $2.40, a line of 3.5 points, and the Roosters $1.26, Gold Coast $3.80, that line 10.5 points. We've got the Clive Churchill medal up, and okay. no real mm-hmm. surprises as to who heads this market. Nathan Cleary at three twenty-five. Reese Walsh, Reese Walsh at 7.50. Adam Reynolds eight. I say a yo at 8.50 the rest of ten or better. So there's prices there for every player. And naturally enough, a lot of the bet types are already open for next week. We'll have the first try scorers, etc. In the coming 24 hours or so.
4: Now, Def, there's drama again. Mm, there is, and this one is innocent. And no. I say that with a hand on my When I heart. saw that question, I thought, this is a disaster waiting to happen. Well, Shane from Butterham said, there's controversy again. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Bulldog give the Manly score during mm. Ray's question? Cheating on a grand scale. And Craig from
3: Tamworth chimed in. Controversial qu- quiz again. You guys <laughs> spoke about Manly being beaten 40 nil when explaining the highest amount of points scored yeah. in a GF. Oh, so the second dear, contender had dear. the answer. I Crazy did, I, I, I,
4: I, I re-emphasised those scores, remember Ray, I you said did. 42-14, and then Manly won 40-0. So if Daryl's heard that, clearly he's got an edge on and the
3: question. And also, when we're talking about Western Suburbs, we said they got beaten by the Dragons 61-62-63. The Dragons is one of those answers then. <laughs> There's no way he could have not got the right answer.
4: I think I need to be...
9: I used to like the quiz, and, and obviously being having a little association with the show, I sort of felt compelled to stick up for
4: it. <laughs> not anymore? Not, not anymore. Hey, I Daph. Def- I mean, it's, it's just disintegrated into, it's, well, it's a total fiasco. It's a fiasco. It's a total fiasco. What about the Churchill medal <laughs> and then into <laughs> AFL, Daph? Uh,
9: the AFL, well, I mentioned the Churchill. Uh, the AFL, Collingwood, $1. seventy-five. Brisbane, 2 10, a line of four and a half points. I think on face value, Collingwood probably should be a little bit better but there's been so much money for them both before the season started and throughout the season, uh, that that's where uh, they are at the moment. I think we'll see plenty of money for for uh, Brisbane. That Norm Smith Medal won't open until later in the day. The boys are putting that together now. But of course tomorrow night, mm. the Brownlow Medal. I should mention because this time of the year, every year we find um, we get people asking about the Dally M. Yep. Uh, that that rule was changed several years ago, whereby uh, any of the wagering service providers um, signed an agreement with the NRL that we wouldn't take bets on on that particular medal anymore. Mm. But the Brownlow medal, it's a bit different. And Nick Dacos, the favourite, 280. Marcus Bonampelli, 3. Zach Butters, Christian Petrarca, 6. Lockie Neal, 13. There are a million bet types on it. Some of the bigger bets. Last week, we took a, one one single bet off a Tad customer. $36,364 on Christian Petrarca at wow. 650. Yeah. Why three hundred and sixty four? That uh that was for a liability of two hundred thousand, so that's what that one rounds okay. out to. And even in the past two weeks, Nick Dacos, uh, at three dollars, a ten thousand, a nine thousand, and a six thousand. So plenty of big money around on the Brownlow, which of course is tomorrow night. Who's your tip, Jared? The Brownlow. Uh Bond and Pally. Yeah, I'm sort of with you actually, but um anyway. Nick Dacos didn't well, he didn't play for three weeks and in the fourth week when he when he broke his kneecap, he wouldn't have got a vote that night. Now, he will have a handy lead when you're watching the vote live, but um, some of these other guys, Bonham Pally, Petrarca, even Lockie Neal's got some up. Yep. They're proven vote-getters, Ray. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'd be betting away from the favourite. No,
3: fair enough. Um, are we any chance tomorrow morning against Wales to stay in the Rugby World Cup?
9: I should have mentioned, uh, I know we've got... Tens of thousands of listeners in Adelaide and it's the Sandville final today. Glennell short dollar forty, Sturt two dollars ninety, okay. that line fifteen and a half points. Yes, um gee, aren't opinions divided here and I hate to see what's going to happen if Australia lose. Anyway, right at this point in time we've taken the easy way out. It's a dollar ninety take your pick. Okay. Having said that, and bearing in mind, you know, we're only dealing with Australian clients, there's more money for Wales to beat
4: Australia than the other way around here, Ray Gee, that doesn't surprise me though. Daph, before you go Hatchy from the heights is texting talking about you know having a beer on grand final mm. day etc yeah up at 2am on gf day to put the brisket on the smoker so Jesus. i'd have to have a couple of beers then to make sure everything is running okay of course yeah now, of course you do <laughs> and once you start well it would be wrong to stop <laughs> only true australian beer as well that would be cooper's pale 2am
3: start on gf day sure, i if guess
4: you start the obvious question there is
9: Hutchie, why isn't your missus putting the brisket on? Oh, gee, that... I think we might leave it there, I think. More controversy. (laughs) Uh, Just quickly, Ray. Yeah. The Everest. Oh, yes. the big news yesterday. Gig a kick out. So, new favourites, plural. I wish I didn't Think about it both at 4.20. Imperatrice, hard to believe that she might not go around, but she's there at 5.50 with a question mark. Private Eye is into 7. Sunshine in Paris, 9. And, of course, the tab on Friday... They, uh, we announced our slot holder. It is minus notches, and it's a $9 pop as well. Fascinating race. Hey, You're Jared, right. enjoy grand final week. We'll talk next Sunday. See you, boys.
3: Thanks, mate. There's Jared Daffy talking all about the odds for all the big sporting events. Phil Moss will join us very shortly to talk the world of football. I think Mossy is there. Mossy, good morning. And Evident have finally had a good win, 3-1 away at Brentford.
23: Hallelujah, Hallelujah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldog. Yeah, they uh, they did, and they they were good for it. And funnily enough, you know, I didn't tip them. I didn't give them a hope mm. going to Brentford because Brentford's a tricky place to go at the best of times, especially when you're uh, horribly out of form like Everton were. But um, Sean Dyche, the Everton manager, called for uh, more uh, being more clinical around set pieces, and they scored from two corners. So uh, the delivery was much better. Um, he's got some big, big men who uh, who got up like salmons and, and scored a couple of really good goals, um, and they deserve the three points. Um, De Coray was uh, was always a danger up front. Uh, Tarkowski uh, from a corner and Calvert Lewin as well. So um, yeah, deserving three points, but whether that's enough to set them on a run, I, they haven't been convincing enough for me. Obviously, mm. uh, having just chalked up their first win, I still think is. Plenty of rocky waters ahead, but um, that'll give everyone a, a boost.
4: Now, Mossy Man City—they've already opened up a five-point lead at the top. Yeah, they have. They're the only
23: team in the top seven to have played overnight, so uh, everyone behind them's
4: got a game to come,
23: um, Bulldog. But they—they uh, they went down to um, ten men um, for half a game. Uh, Rodri had a brain snap. Now, I don't think there was a headbutt. He was sent for a headbutt. I don't think. I think it was shoulder to shoulder. But once you put your forward to forward with another player, you give the referee a decision to make. And it was a heated moment in the uh, right at the corner flag um, between Rodri and uh, one of the Nottingham Forest players. And um, he, he barged the opposition player shoulder to shoulder, some different angles show. So whether he gets off a suspension or not, time will tell this week. But uh, still, Manchester City had to do it. With ten men, um, they were already 2 0 up at the time. Phil Foden and Harland, that man, um, mm. he, he was in a, a goal drought because he didn't score in the Champions League <laughs> one game, game. game. <laughs> <laughs> during he's the week. But, uh, he's a freak. Yeah, but he's uh, he's had a goal. It was brilliant, brilliant team goal, and uh, they did it quite comfortably even with ten men.
3: Yep, six games, six wins. Manchester City, that juggernaut, continues. As you mentioned, the other teams, Tottenham, Liverpool, Arsenal, they play later tonight. Other games overnight, Mossy, Crystal Palace and Fulham were nil-all, draw. Luton, Town and Wolves won all. And Man U won away win against Burnley. nil. can this kickstart their season?
23: Well, I don't think so. Um, look, look, they'll get they'll get some wins. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I, I said on Friday on the show, I, I just um, I, I don't see them digging themselves out of this hole again. I just think there's deep seated issues, and you know you can trace it all the way back to Sir Alex's departure from the technical area. That they just haven't found the right formula. Um, in the boardroom, the ownership, um, you know, in the dressing room. Um, it's just been lurking from one disaster to another. Mm. So, look, it's a good win. And if anyone wants to see how to volleyball technically brilliantly, watch this goal from Bruno Fernandes. It is an absolute pearler uh, to give Manchester United the lead and ultimately the win in the 45th minute. Brilliant goal. Um, reminiscent of Timmy Cale's goal against um, Holland at the World Cup um, 2014, I think it was, uh Absolutely outstanding volley. But, uh, yeah, three points for Manchester United will be pocketed with glee by mm. all Manchester United fans.
4: Uh, Mossy, all eyes on Ange preparing for a fairly hefty challenge away to Arsenal.
23: How good is this, Bulldog? Mm.
4: When, when Ange got the job, there's a few games that you sort of pencilled in
23: and circled. Um, you know, the visit of Manchester United was touted as uh, as his first massive test. Uh, he negotiated that one very well and navigated that one very well for a 2-0 win. Uh, but this is, you know, this is the London Derby. It's away at the Emirates against Arsenal, who have been flying for the last couple of seasons. This is a huge test. And in typical Ange form, you know, in the, in front of the media, uh, leading up to this game, he said, "Bring it on! This is a challenge that we want." We've, um, you know, we've obviously started well. We've come a long way. Um, we're, we're get we're building slowly towards where we want to be. But this is a huge test. So I think, um, I think Arsenal. Have their favourites with the bookies, there's no doubt. But just the, the confidence running through the veins of the the Spurs players, uh, the supporters, and himself and his management team, I think they've got enough to go and force a draw here. Some are some are predicting an easy Arsenal win. Um, but I, I just think they've got enough to go and force a draw, so uh, time will tell. I'm not going to back that. I'm not going to put any hard-earned on it. It's just a, just a gut feeling I have. Okay,
3: we'll, we'll come to your, your multi shortly and see whether you've got that draw in your multi. Australia Cup, there's a couple of huge games coming up. Melbourne City are hosting Sydney FC and the Knights are hosting Brisbane Roar.
23: Yeah, brilliant. Two uh, two fantastic games uh, this afternoon. Um Shown on uh, on Paramount Plus um, on the Ten Network, um, Melbourne City. They've had a lot of competitive football in the last couple of weeks, Ray, uh, and it's still pre-season. They've had the Australia Cup uh, quarterfinal that they had to navigate. They've had the um, the champion, the Asian Champions League that they they had to navigate and picked up a point there. And now they're backing up again today in a in a Australia Cup semi-final. So I'm tipping Sydney FC. I think they'll have the freshness and the energy um, to go there and get the result in 90 minutes. And uh, Knights against Brisbane Roar. Brisbane Roar have been rejuvenated under Ross Aloisi, uh, looking really good. They, uh, they put uh, Western Sydney Wanderers to the sword in the quarterfinals 4-2 at home. Uh, I think they'll have enough to get past the Knights, but it's been a wonderful story to see mm. an NPL club like the Melbourne Knights, who produced Mark Vaduka, um, just to name but one superstar that's come out of that club. Great to see them in the semifinals but I think Brisbane will do them today so Sydney FC and Brisbane to progress to the Australia Cup final.
4: Mossy I don't want to question or criticise your golf game but i Apparently I'm told to. <laughs> that golf can be a great leveler after the accolade you accepted gleefully last week. I am reliably told that you crashed and burned this week and walked off with the you-know-what's through your club, sulked and went in the car and went home. Oh, really? and, yeah.
23: <laughs> I had a shocker yesterday, but I have to say one quick funny story. I had to go and pick up a bottle of wine from the uh, from the office yesterday for my winnings last week. And uh, I walked in and Kimberly at the office at Long Reef Golf Club said, uh, How would you go today, Mossy? I said, uh, I didn't play today, Kimberly. I've just turned up to pick up my prize. <laughs> Very too smart. Embarrassed to tell her the score. <laughs>
3: hey, Mossy, what's about our multi? Can you steer us into a, yeah. a winning multi bit
23: this weekend? <clears throat> Let's go. There's some good uh, Premier League games uh, coming up. Brighton against Bournemouth, Liverpool, West Ham and Chelsea Villa. I'm going to back those three. Brighton, uh, all home sides. So Brighton to beat Bournemouth into Liverpool to beat West Ham into Chelsea to beat Aston Villa, a three-legger.
4: Thanks, Mossy. Speak to you next week. Thanks, guys. Here's the 9 o'clock news.
17: Hello, I'm Sarah Wombey. Last night's NRL and AFL preliminary finals has injected $10 million into Brisbane's economy, but the cash splash isn't over just yet. Matt Hepworth explains. A combined 90,000 people packed into Suncorp Stadium and the Gabba last night to watch the
7: NRL and AFL preliminary finals. It's estimated up to 30,000 of them came from interstate and overseas. The two events injected $10 million into Brisbane's visitor economy, but the cash splash isn't over yet. Week two of Queensland's school holidays continues tomorrow, while thousands of visitors are expected to flock into the state with the start of school holidays in New South Wales. Combined with those footy finals, it's expected to deliver an additional $1.5 billion into Queensland's visitor economy. A
17: record number of people are reluctant to turn up at a polling booth for next month's referendum, choosing instead to apply for a postal vote. More than 1.2 million people have already applied to vote by mail, some of them wanting to avoid potential hostility between yes and no supporters. The Australian Electoral Commission has even expressed concern about the security of its staff and volunteers. Federal police are warning small businesses to be on alert amid a rise in cyber attacks. Emily Minnie reports. The AFP says cybercrime is the break-in of the 21st century. Fraudsters are hacking email accounts and altering bank details on invoices to scam individuals and businesses. Cybercriminals are also impersonating employees using the compromised email accounts to make fraudulent transactions and redirect salary payments. Businesses lose an average of... $64,000 per scam and a total of $98 million was lost in 2021-22. Operation Dolos, launched to help recoup the lost funds, has managed to return nearly half that figure. There's fresh hope China will lift tariffs on Australian wine in post after a diplomatic dispute in 2020. China's Ministry of Commerce has flagged a packaged solution for easing restrictions on wine as well as Australia's tariffs on China. Chinese steel. Homicide squad detectives are investigating a fatal stabbing in Wyndham Vale in Melbourne's west. It's understood two groups of people were involved in a fight on Friday night. An 18 year old man died at the scene. This witness says the victim's mother called desperately for an ambulance. Mum
18: was just help
13: me, my son, and she's running around and she got phone. She said, please come quickly.
17: Uh, I need to save my son. Between six minutes I think he's already gone. No arrests have been made and it's not known if the victim was known to his attackers. Also in news, West Australian families still feeling the impacts of record flooding in the Kimberley region will be given access to temporary accommodation units ahead of the incoming wet season. And military working dogs could become honorary members of the RSL if a change to the RSL Australia constitution is passed. The New South Wales branch of the league has submitted a board paper requesting the dogs they have served alongside be eligible for membership. This is Air News. Yeah. There was plenty to get excited about in Brisbane last night with an NRL and an AFL winner. Terry Daniel takes a look at the AFL.
1: The Brisbane Lions secured their spot in the AFL grand final, downing the Blues with 11-13-79 to 9 63 win at the Gabba. The Lions trailed in the opening quarter, but strong play in the midfield opened the scoring gates. On Fox Footy, Brisbane coach Chris Fagan had a message for the non-Collingwood supporters at the G next Saturday.
18: Grand final crowd's a different crowd than the normal crowd though. Preliminary finals is the weekend for the fans but you know the, the AFL grand final is a bit more of a corporate event so there's a lot of people with um, different allegiances in the crowd so what I'm hoping is that those who don't bury Collingwood jump on the Lions bandwagon and, and get behind us so uh, shout out to all those people who are there that are not Collingwood supporters please do that. Terry
6: Daniel, S. Sport.
17: The Warriors NRL Grand Final hopes have been dashed after a 42 to 12 loss to the Broncos. Coach Andrew Webster says it's a disappointing loss, but he's proud of his team's at performance this season.
9: Yeah, you know, tried hard all year, proved out of sight, um, proved together. They were super ambitious and wanted, wanted to get better and wanted to be here on this stage and.
0: Yeah, we didn't get it right.
17: The Broncos now face the Panthers next weekend. And Max Verstappen is on pole for the Japanese Formula One Grand Prix. Aussie Oscar Piastri starts from second on the grid. Australian Independent Radio News.
5: Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an ambassador travel racing getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery, and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 3229 655 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf.
8: $20 million. Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest. Will you be watching?
1: Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing. Headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom. Including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Randwick.
7: Book now at theracers.com.au Traffic on the Big Sports Breakfast. Are your tyres electric? Hankook Iron, designed especially for electric cars and SUVs. You could say it's an ev Lucian, Hankook Iron, the official partner of Formula E. Sydney Olympic Park, an event at the Sydney showground later this morning. Expect delays on approach, including the M4, Homebush Bay Drive and Concord Road. Neutral Bay, Alpha Street North, is now permanently closed northbound between Wailing Road and High Street. Also, no left turn from the High Street roundabout to Alpha Street North. Isn't it time you SUVW? Get the Volkswagen T Rock City Life from 36990 drive away. Tees and C's apply at volkswagen.com.au. I'm Thomas Reeve, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio.
17: On the big sports breakfast,
19: interstate weather.
3: And we'll start with Sydney, partly cloudy, a top of 21 degrees. Melbourne, sunny and 24. Brisbane, partly cloudy, heading for 23 degrees today. Perth, mostly sunny and 24. Adelaide, lovely sunny Sunday, a top of 28. Partly cloudy for Hobart and 21. Darwin, mostly sunny, 33. And for Canberra, morning fog clearing to a sunny Sunday and 22 degrees.
2: Radio and Radio Tab, the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend,
3: and welcome back to our final hour. Steve Renoff, the Broncos legend, will join us shortly. The North Sydney CEO, Gareth Holmes, be on a little later in this first half hour. Of course, the Bears take on the Rabbitohs in the New South Wales Cup Grand Final later today. We have been told it is live on Nine now. Tanya, the sports update. Phil Buzz Roth will join us. How many bug- Gs for, for Buzz
4: now? Oh, gee. Uh, ten more than you, I reckon. He, he saw Messenger. Um, uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah.
3: four <laughs> Buzz. I reckon about ten more than you, I reckon. He's probably about 42, 43. No, he'd
4: be or I think he. I think 1981 might have be been his first grand final, okay, right? Okay, so here, he's done forty two. Yeah, roughly ten more than me. We'll
3: ask him a little later, and we'd love to hear your thoughts, of course, on the open line thirteen fifty three fifty three SMSO four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Now Hatchy from the Heights. This is just who's inspired. us with our talk topic for know, next week. I know he's on fire, Hatchie. but
4: it continues, Dino. Couple yeah, more. he's just texting again, going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obvious why the missus didn't put the brisket on. Gerard. Daff asked why his wife mm. didn't do that. <laughs> He says, we don't live together. It works well for everyone. There yeah, you know. go. Yeah. To which Willows chimed in from Windsor saying, I've seen Hatchie from the Heights on the drink at 2am. He's a stayer. He will be going strong at kickoff. Big effort. That's a monster I'm performance.
3: i the Heights might be Emu Heights? So near <laughs> near Penrith? Sure. Could be I'm not Carlo sure. Heights, but I'm tipping it might be... Emu Heights, but Hatchie let us know. 2 a.m. in the morning on Grand Final Day. What happens if it goes in extra time like a, <laughs> a North Queensland Cowboys Broncos Grand Final?
4: <laughs> I could probably have a few beers at two, go to sleep, wake up, and then go again.
3: You'd, you'd need to have a kip, wouldn't
4: you? Jim's text in too, Game, when the uh, text in again, Ray, saying, uh, when the sun comes up, the beer and the laundry sink's ready to go. Enjoy the day.
3: How was he? at?
4: I love the beer and the laundry sink.
3: <laughs> and Gavin from Newcastle says, Hi, Dino and Ray. I'd love to see the great Neil Diamond at the 2024 AFL or NRL Grand Final. Just imagine the atmosphere around the stadium when the crowd starts singing Sweet Caroline, which is the Everest tune, Dino. The crowd sings yeah, Sweet absolutely. Caroline on Everest Day.
4: Look, I think it's a good choice from the uh, NRL, to have the... Tina Turner theme mm. at the grand final, given the enormous contribution that Tina, who sadly passed away, of course, a few months ago, made to Rugby League, and you know, those ads are iconic.
3: It wasn't criticism, was it? No,
4: it? no, just yeah. some people are saying, you know, why is it a musical, it's a Rugby League game, but I think it's been a wonderful, inspired choice, and uh, you know, those ads will live forever in you Rugby s- League, right? You think
3: of simply the best, you just think of Tina Turner, don't you, and in, in the NRL in campaign, or the, as it was back then, that... ARL, um, but it was just um, fantastic, wasn't it? You know, but simply
4: the best. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it, it's it's an anthem that will live on in our game forever. I think it took the game to a new level in terms of popularity. Mm. It opened up a new market. A yep. lot of kids and women got involved in the game. It was great at the that sport. point, and it gave a bit of mm. glamour too. Exactly, it gave a bit of glamour to our game.
3: Now, for people like us, you know, who are probably on the Daniel slide, <laughs> we can we can get a bit nostalgic this afternoon because we have determined that the New South Wales Cup Grand Final is on 9 now at 3pm. So you can watch an old-fashioned Sydney Grand Final cliffhanger between the North Sydney Bears and the South Sydney Rabbits. How about that?
4: Terrific stuff. Two foundation clubs going right back to 1908. It's It's remarkable, isn't it?
3: And the Bears CEO, Gareth Holmes, has been good enough to join us on Grand Final Day. Gareth, good morning. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Dean. How are things? Good, pal. Yeah. Are you excited?
19: Yeah.
24: Yeah, really excited, mate. It's been a it's been a wonderful week um, for the Bears, for our whole footy club, mate. Just to uh, get that semi final win last week uh, at Leichhardt and see um, the support we had there and the support we've had throughout the week. It's it's a great day,
4: Gareth. How many of the Bears fans have come out of the woodwork? I love <laughs> I love Zorba Slen- has Zorba has yeah, <laughs> but I love the old Bears jerseys coming out and the mm. caps and the scarves and the beanies. It's a it's a great feel, isn't it? Grand final week, particularly when you have got so much history.
24: Exactly, mate. I think you know what we've seen this week with our fans, and they're they're pulling out the jerseys. Of social media has been terrific for us. Um, our supporters, um, our fans, our members—they're all come out and they're they're throwing all the support behind the team. It's really pleasing for them. They've waited a long time to to see some success like this um, for for their club. So it's great to be able to do that
16: for them.
3: Yeah, and as Dino said, Gareth, it's it it's almost apt in some respects that you're ta- taking on another foundation club in south sydney good old-fashioned sydney rugby league this afternoon
24: yeah exactly i mean you couldn't ask for more north versus south two foundation clubs um two very proud histories uh, we've played each other a couple of times this year i think a couple of weeks ago in the semi-final there were six points in it and now meeting before that there was eight points in it so it's uh, it's going to shape up to be a great game this afternoon. Exactly.
3: Now, even if you win or if you lose, it doesn't matter, Gareth, because with the Bears in the GF, you know what this does. It's going to just renew those calls for the Bears to be the 18th club. Where were we at with that, Gareth? Yeah,
24: things are things are sort of still simmering along in the background there. We, we're obviously waiting for some direction now from from the NRL as to what their plans are on expansion. Uh, but we've been working really hard in the background to prepare ourselves for when that time comes. Um, you know What we've seen this week, our brand is very strong, it has been. We've we've had a great season um, ourselves this year. 25,000 people we've brought through the gate just to come and watch a New South Wales Cup game this year at North Sydney Oval. Our membership has been increased again uh, this year, so there's a lot of support, and I think what we've been able to do to be able to showcase the beers today yeah. obviously helps that as well.
4: Uh, Gareth, for those that haven't seen a lot of the Bears, is there just a couple of players you can point out who you think could be decisive in the result today? Oh, yeah, I mean,
24: listen, across the park we've been uh, we've been really good. Uh, you know, Zach Docker Clay our captain, he's had a tremendous year for us. Um, you know, we welcome back a couple of Roosters uh, players into the team this week: uh, Junior Punga, Terrell May, Fletcher Baker. They'll be great for us. Um, But, you know, we've had a real uh, solid group that have been there week in and week out, and they've done a terrific job. So, you know, Zach, Jesse Marski, those couple of Roosters boys that I mentioned um, have all been terrific for
4: us. Gareth, you must have some sort of data, and I'm putting you on the spot a little bit here, so I don't mean to, but how many Bears fans do you think are out there? Well,
24: you know, looking at some data that we've sort of had over the last, a uh, couple of years, you know, uh, and we did do a bit of research a few years back. There's 200,000 Bears fans, or, wow. or pe- people that have said their Bears are their team or their second team, and um, you know it's great to be able to know that that support's out there, and we've seen a lot of it come through this week.
4: And as you said quite mm-hmm. rightly, Gareth, everyone's got a soft spot for the Bears. If it's not your team, yeah, you, know, you, you, you almost are entitled to say the Bears are my second team yeah a lot of
24: people do say that. You don't see many people or you don't hear many people um, saying that they're, they're against the bears. everyone loves the bears, loves what the club's about. Um, you know we've, we've We've been able to create something pretty special with this uh, playing group, and it's great to be able to reward our members and fans with it, with the game today.
3: Well Gareth, I thought I'd never hear the day when the great man Peter Zorba Peters said, "Go the bears."
24: Yeah, it's great. I <laughs> uh, had a little bit to do with Zorba in a, in a former role, but uh, yeah, no, it's great. Listen, the support's been terrific. We really appreciate
4: it. Zorba's been converted, Dino. I'd love to see him in a Bears jersey, <laughs> Gareth. Have you, got, have you got one that's big enough though? Uh, it could be. Uh, it'd be nice to see. Let's, let's, let's not push it too much. Yeah, about. To think hey, Gareth, if you're a Bears fan, and obviously we well, – shouldn't say we, you are pushing to be readmitted to the NRL. What, what can Bears fans do? What's their little role that they can play in just keeping this momentum going for the Bears?
24: Uh, I think it's obviously keep beating the drum. Uh, membership is enormously important to our club. And we've seen a significant increase in membership over the last two seasons. But we can always and we always are after uh, and seek new members and new people jumping on and supporting the club that way. Um, coming to our home games, and I know that the, our home game seasons, all the seasons, about to end. But next year we're, we're going to plan for another bigger and better year at North Sydney Oval. Coming to home games and becoming a member are probably the two big things that the, people can do to support the Bears.
3: Fantastic! Hey, look, Gareth, really appreciate you coming on on Grand Final day. The best of luck this afternoon. Bears take on the Rabbitohs, 3 p.m. All the best, Gareth. Thanks, Ray, thanks, Beno. Here we go, go
1: Gareth. Listen in.
3: Been a long time to hear that song, yeah. And someone just asked, what channel was that on? Yeah, that will be on nine now, so you can watch that game live from three pm. You know, our talk topic next week. We've got a little teaser at this week, which is when when's an appropriate time to start on Grand Final day? You know, Manly Al Man sees things a little differently. A little differently. To, okay, he says, "Morning boys," actually says, "See, I, I think differently because you say eight thirty is an early start; it just might be a late finish." Don't forget, all-nighters are all riders. Cheers from Manly Man Manow. And this is from Mick. Really good point. It's straight to the point. You can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little teaser for our talk topic next week. When's an appropriate time to start on grand final day? We'll take a quick break. Listen to Dino and Ray on the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend
11: breakfast. Have you heard from Clarkie? We're trying to find someone no, who has. No, I got a text off him just after he left saying, "Wow, Broncos!" So he saw the result in the Broncos store match. I asked him a question. And I haven't heard back from him, so I'm just worried. I just figured you might have heard from him. No, I don't
1: even think I have Clarkie's number. I don't think I'm allowed. I'm not. I'm not at that level yet. You've got plenty of numbers. Yeah, plenty he does. Of maybe I'll get, Maybe I'll send him a DM. <laughs> The Big Sports Breakfast.
9: Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and
6: Radio TAM. Introducing the Car Sales Car of the Year, the all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometers of range, the Kia EV6 is leading the charge. And with its ultra-fast charging technology, you can charge from 10 to 80% in as little as 18 minutes. The Kia EV6, Car Sales Car of the Year. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop in to your nearest Kia dealer. Kia,
18: movement that inspires. G'day, it's Sean Garlick here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls, We even have junior pies that you can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section... If you can't find us, ask for us by name. Gallo's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat.
2: Join Hancock's Racing Number 11 to race seven horses in four states. Shares $1,500, no more to pay. Payment plan at up to five in a share. Call 03 527 49171 for a prospectus. Website,
8: hancocks.com.au. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million royal radwick saturday october 14. the tab everest will you be watching
10: they've defended supposedly where is it, where is it? Yeah. So trying to dig this out it's oh, there has it come out In over tonight they've taken one step closer to their Rugby World Cup dream
2: on Sky Sports radio and radio tab this is the big sports breakfast weekend
3: and welcome back to the show just one more from Hatchy from the Heights emu Heights is right Ray normally after the beers Willow and I will switch to Bundy. But nothing, but everything north of the border, sorry, is barred next weekend. Go the Panthers. Good on you. He's living at Emu Heights. Used to play for Emu Plains and at Leonae Oval there and at Leonae Golf Course. Albie Webster, our coach back in the semis, make us run around the golf course, all 18 holes, and, um, and he was in his 50s then.
4: Keep you fit and healthy, right? And, and he
3: said, if he can't beat me, he won't play next weekend. And he used to <laughs> run with the team; he was fantastic. So,
4: hey, we yeah, should cool. touch on Val Holmes too, right? Uh, yeah. What's the latest here, Dean? So know? he has been fined twenty-five thousand by the NRL and a one-match suspension. The Cowboys will also impose a sanction, believed to be about twenty-five as well. Mm. It could be sus- uh, money uh, suspended as well. So the fines are up could be around a hundred thousand, with half of that suspended. Uh, the question is now, will he be picked in the Australian team to play yeah. the end of season Pacific
3: so that, tournament? That ban will apply if he is picked in He would have team? to miss one game, yeah. yes. Okay.
4: But the the, uh, the mail I'm getting out of the Australian camp at the moment is that because they've got no Tom Trebojevic nor Latrell Mitchell, they're obviously short of centres and that they'll probably will be picked. He'll serve one game and then he will then uh, play the rest fair, of
3: the fair See, The Bears has got a lot, of, a lot of our listeners feeling quite nostalgic. Peter's chimed in, I hope the Bears go well today. He used to work with a bloke who played for the Bears. Gary Smith was his name. He even got a run in Origin one day. It's brought back some memories. And Richard says, hi, guys. Come on, those dancing North Sydney Bears.
4: Yeah, that's such a great old club, yeah. North Sydney Oval. In those days, back in the eighties, right, it was run down, it was poor, but it had a certain charm, didn't it? Did, yeah. It was enchanting to get there and sit under the fig tree. And...
3: Uh, North Sydney was a great oval, great yeah. to watch
4: cricket on as well. Yeah, correct.
3: Adrian's on the line. Adrian, good morning. Good day, hey, guys. Hey, just
12: um, two things. They're going to feel if an absolute horrific forward pass like that, like that last night, decides the grand final and
3: the premiers. Well, yeah, I'm with you, Adrian. I think I know where you're going because I said to Dino earlier, I just think the bunker should be able to rule on forward passes that are plainly obvious in the process of scoring a try. Look, I understand that you need to have sufficient evidence um, to overturn a referee's decision on the field. But in an instance like this, when it is plainly obvious it was forward, I don't understand why the bunker can't overrule. I mean, it'd be just disgraceful. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the winning team would think, I don't know, yeah
12: sure you grab the trophy but you'd feel like you just cheated the other side out of it, Yeah, no, it's just wrong, you can't allow a pass like that, you know, you start a game, let alone a grand final.
4: Well no one it's wants just... it Adrian, there's sort of the insinuation that we accept it, no one accepts it, no one wants it, we all know it's wrong and the referee should have caught it, it's as simple it as that matter, but he didn't.
12: You've got to have a fallback plan where you, where you just hang on. You pull back and you, you don't allow it, mate. Well, they're the People.
4: touch judges. They were supposed to. Well, they got, they got they, it wrong, too. They got it wrong, too. So exactly. the bunker
3: can, should be able to step in. That's my point. Yeah,
12: don't 100%. It. When, it's, when it's blatant and horrific like mm. that, definitely. Now, just on Nathan Cleary, look, he's an out-and-out quality footballer. But let's be honest. You know, Danny Terry Evans has pretty much outplayed him every origin game. And when Nathan replaced DCE, and I'm not a Manly supporter, um, in the Australian team, he brought nothing new to the Kangaroos. He had little
4: impact. He's True? Tw- yeah, uh, yeah. Well, are you responding to what I said earlier on about how yeah, great he yeah. can be?
19: Well, well,
4: let's also, not forget people, he's only people 25 as well. People he's
19: got-
3: talking about that now, though. Well, but people who know the game very well, like Andrew Johns, Mal Meninga, absolute immortals of our game, um, they just see something in Nathan Cleary that they don't see in other number sevens. And to Dino's point, he's still only 25.
12: Yeah, well, at 25, shouldn't he be outplaying playing uh, DCU's 34? But he hasn't even come close to outplaying DCU in origin. Well, he's had a little impact in the origin games, even the games that the years that New South Wales have won. He could still do that. But sorry, he's, he's got won a couple of does.
4: He's won a couple of men in the match awards at Origin. He's League. won three oh, awesome. from six. Yeah. And a lot of people do. And on the text line again today, mm-hmm. they are questioning Nathan's uh, ability to dominate at that level. And I'm sure even Nathan would say, look, I haven't quite reached my peak at Origin. Although yet. he has
3: got a, at least one man in the match award I know He's got, yeah, he's mm-hmm.
4: got three series win and four mm-hmm. grand finals at 25. I it's mean, phenomenal. Yeah. Know, come on, let's give him some credit. We're hard
3: markers. <laughs> Correct. Coming up next, Tanya with a sports update.
17: On the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend, a sports update with Tanya Thomas.
21: Next Sunday's NRL Grand Final will feature the two top teams for season 2023, that being Penrith and Brisbane. Both have dominated all year. The Panthers locked in their spot with a big win over Melbourne on Friday night and last night Brisbane defeated the Warriors, also a big win, 42-12 at Suncorp. Payne Haas the standout up front and Reese Walsh in the backs with lightning speed, six line break assists and three try assists. Also yesterday in the Australian Prime Minister's 13 men's match Match against PNG. Australia won 30-18 in the Women's International. A big win also for the Australian side, 56 and G4. So to today, NRLW semi-finals, the Knights play the Broncos at 2.05 at McDonald's Jones Stadium the Roosters and the Titans at 4.15 at Allianz the grand final of the women's match will be next Sunday, 3.55 at Accor. Also today, New South Wales Rugby League grand final day at Combank Stadium, President's Cup at 11 o'clock, Maitland Pickers versus St Mary's at 1 o'clock the Jersey Flag, the Sydney Roosters play Canterbury and at three o'clock it's the New South Wales Cup as we heard the Sydney Bears or Sydney North Sydney Bears coached by Jason Taylor take on South Sydney. The Brisbane Lions have finally put their finals hoodoo to rest, having fallen a game short of the GF the past four seasons. Last night, they came from behind and hung on to beat Carlton in the prelim at the Gabba by 16 points, 79 to 63. It's their first AFL grand final in 17 years. They'll play Collingwood next Saturday after the Magpies beat GWS by one point on Friday night in front of almost 98,000 at the MCG. Chris Waller combined with Brazil's Joe Marrero to win the Group 1 $1 million Golden Rose with Colt Militarise at Rosehill Gardens yesterday. Waller also won the Group 2 Golden Pendant with potential Everest runner Espiona. The Bjorn Baker trained Osmosis maintained his unbeaten record with a brilliant win in the Heritage Stakes. And at Caulfield, the gay waterhouse Adrian Bott trained Alligator Blood won his fifth Group 1 when he went back-to-back in the Underwood Stakes. Ireland are on course to top pool B at the Rugby World Cup in France after defeating South Africa overnight in a slugfest, 13 points to 8. England, as expected, far too strong for Chile, winning 71-0. On the wing, 20-year-old Henry Arundel scored five tries. And Georgia and Portugal drew 18. All the Wallabies play Wales in a must-win match tomorrow, 5 a.m. 22-year-old Oscar Piastri will be only the fifth Australian to start a Formula 1 race from the front row when he lines up in P2 for the Japanese Grand Prix later tonight. The young Aussie finished ahead of his McLaren teammate Lando Norris and Max Verstappen has pole. It's his first race at the Suzuka circuit, known as the most challenging circuit on the tour. A goal from Bruno Fernandes gave Manchester United a much-needed win in the EPL overnight, 1-0 away at Burnley, while Crystal Palace and Fulham drew nil all. Luton and Wolves won all, Man City 2, Not Forest 0, Brentford 1, Everton 3. At the Solheim Cup in Spain, a biannual women's golf match play tournament, it's the USA versus Europe. And overnight, day three, a big one for Europe. Heading into the day, they were down 7-5. They got back to finish at 8-all. Tomorrow is the final day, and it's singles day, and Europe are the defending champs. While in Vancouver, it's Europe versus the world at the Labor Cup tennis. In progress, uh, it's day two, and the world lead Europe 6-0. And Australia play India in the second of the three ODIs in Indoor India tonight. The Indians won the first match. So a great achievement for Oscar Piastri boys to start that formula race from the front row, um, as Max Verstappen will be joining him um, on poll. Oscar extended his contract during the week at McLaren until 2026, and with Daniel Ricciardo driving for AlphaTauri, we'll have two Australians in the F1. I don't think we've ever had that before. Two Australians on the circuit at the same time driving.
3: Our listeners are our best resource, so they'll let us know. Speaking
21: yep. of which, we saw during the week, I saw the most incredible footage. I'm not sure. It wasn't the Singapore Grand Prix. I think it was the week before that. There was a commentator doing an interview or attempt starting an interview with um, Oscar Piastri, and he was asking a question, and just before Oscar even had a chance to answer, I think he might have got two oh, or I three words this. out, yeah. he noticed Fernando Alonso, And so he goes, Fernando, Fernando. And he just dropped him. (laughs) It was the rudest thing I think I've ever seen. It
3: was horrific, wasn't it? It was shocking.
21: (laughs) I wanted to get his name and send him a nasty email. In that instance,
3: you just got to cop it sweet and try and get Fernando next time. I
21: know, but um, pause, because there didn't even get a sentence out. He got a couple of words out. He didn't know what to do. He He didn't know what to do. Okay, he just wandered off. I hope he
4: asks him again a a week later. I know what I'll be saying. Yeah,
21: particularly if he gets a podium finished Mm. tonight, (laughs) I'd say, you know, where you can stick your... uh, Go questions. So all three games today, the Jersey Flag Presidents Cup and the New South Wales Cup, um, are broadcast live on New South Wales Rugby League TV. And the best way to access that is to go on the New South Wales Rugby League Facebook page.
3: Okay, okay, so you can watch it streaming. So yeah, so.
21: yeah, but the New South Wales Cup match will be live on Channel 9's Nine Now or the yep. Nine Now app. Um, also Hawkesbury Radio are broadcasting the New South Wales Cup and our very own Nick Kutnyak is calling that match. Good luck, Nick. Man. Yeah. Good, luck, Nick. good luck, Nick. Good luck, Nick, today. Yeah. yeah, he's looking forward to that. I don't think he's called a match at Combank Stadium. So in front oh, of wow. that's such a big crowd. Yeah. So it's a big moment for him too. So, yeah, we Good wish, luck, Nick. We well, wish, well done, mate. So. We wish him all the yeah. best. Now, uh, teeming with the theme of the talk mm. topic today, the bad performances at sporting events. Good or bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, the one that always pops into my head when I think about that. Performance, yeah, no, it's actually a national anthem. Um, 1990 at a Padres baseball game. Actually, July 25, 1990, the Star Spangled Banner. Now, Americans, uh, whatever side of politics you are, Republican, Democrats or whatever, our national anthem here is a little divided. Um, but in America, it doesn't matter what side of it's all hand on, of, heart, stuff all hand there, on yeah. heart stuff. So they take it very seriously. And um, when Roseanne Barr came, was who hired Roseanne Barr to sing the national anthem anyway? <laughs> A stroke of genius that was. It was <laughs> the worst performance in the history of mankind. Uh, like, is it nineteen? Is it that nineteen ninety? But so I don't want to um, burden it all on to you. <laughs> but this is the best part of it.
4: <laughs> she wasn't fair dinkum, was she? So what but was the go there, Tim? Was that deliberately trying yeah, to sabotage?
21: Yeah. She couldn't hear herself sing. So, you know, the crowd was really loud. And so she, uh, she'd she spoken to, I think maybe whoever the night time, wasn't Johnny Carson, whoever was after that, mm. um, after, after the, the day before, and, and they said to him, don't start off high. But unfortunately, she started off high. So there was only one place to go, and that was even (laughs) higher. And she said she couldn't hear herself, so that's why she was yelling. And, you know, she's a comedian.
4: But who Who picked picked her? That's the thing. And why would you say yes when you clearly can't sing? And
21: and didn't she spit on the ground at the end? And she grabbed a crutch. But what she she was doing then was um, imitating a, a baseball player. Because that's what they do, oh, I you know. They're always yeah. spitting tobacco yeah. or whatever yeah. on the ground. Yeah. But when she walked off and she, there was a gentleman there in a suit who looked very, you know, very much part of the, the organisation standing there clapping. Was
3: he starstruck, wasn't <laughs> I don't crap. know. <laughs>
21: it, I guess she was walking by. He might have thought she might hit him if, if he did anything. It was,
4: it was bizarre. But
21: the crowd was sort of laughing. Half was laughing, half was booing. Anyway, yeah. they go down in, in history.
4: And here's a text, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Tom says, uh, Tanya, it was Martin Brundle. He wanted to say happy birthday to the other driver. So Oscar just walked away.
21: But you don't—you let him finish it's his so sentence. so rude, isn't it? it? it, was, it was thank terrible. you for that. Yeah. Who who sent that in? Because Tom. thank Tom, you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Because yeah. I was wondering who it was. So I've blacklisted <laughs> Martin Brundle <laughs> to the history of of the universe. And just quickly, because we've got a bit of time, what would you think be the major topic of conversation in the England cricket team dressing room? What, uh, Originally, uh, not now. Back in the day, maybe twenty eighteen. What do you think, one of the major topics of conversation? How, How Australia? About Australia? Yeah. <laughs>
4: Can we well, ever win the Ashes back?
21: Well, Ben Stokes has revealed to the Telegraph newspaper in London, around that time he was suffering um, a mental health battle within That's himself. Right. Yep. And I'm not being trite about this because this is what he has, has mm. spoken to the, to the, um, the journalist about. Um, his battle to overcome his hair loss.
19: Oh, really? And
21: how it affected his confidence and how he struggled and it was, he was very down and out through it all. Um, decided to do something about it. Actually, he says, I'm lucky in that I'm quite tall, so I was standing above most people. <laughs> but it just got to the point where it was just getting too much. So really? he went to the Wimpole Clinic. I guess that sounds like something you'd find in London. And using <laughs> the FUE technique, he had it, had it done.
3: Had the um, had
21: the um, yeah yeah transplant, yeah, which was a surgical yeah. procedure where you extract eighteen hundred grafts from the back of his scalp, move them towards the crown and temple of his head, that and, and it looks painful. amazing. The Seems. photograph, I mean, I don't see him that because when we see him, he's usually wearing a hat yeah. these days. Yeah. With and you would think he'd be a bit wary putting a hat on, wouldn't you? After you wouldn't having think the it surgery. Bother, like, like Ben Stokes. He's so confident Terribly in so. It. And getting back to what I said before, he revealed how. Also, in the article, some of his England teammates have also had the same, you know, wow, uh, not thoughts, um, struggle yeah. and, uh, with For their confidence, loss. with hair loss, and, a th- and also underwent the sim- a similar trans- a transplant. And he said um, after discussions in the dressing room where they contemplated uh, uh, quite a bit. He's well, a redhead, so right? So there you go, yeah. Imagine if
4: the bloke got it wrong and gave him, and what gave him black hair. Imagine looking in the mirror going, oh, it's, it's not me. Like, it's What's not me. What's happened?
21: But I've got to say, I saw a photograph after he had it done, you know, that was obviously professionally done. He looked amazing. Oh, yeah. Ben State. So, yeah, so 2018, uh, I don't know how England were playing at the time. You know better than me, right? But, the, yeah, there was lots of discussion in the dressing room about um, That's losing hair and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, to the it's point where own. a lot of them decided to have it done as well. There you go. we'll i track think them down. I don't think I've got that problem, Tim. No, you'll
3: be right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Terry's chimed in, Dino. Morning, boys. What a game last night. I'd like to pose a question to the number one Queensland and Bronco hater, Bulldog Dean.
4: No, I'm not a Bronco hater.
3: In the words of Brian Fletcher, do you think it's fair the Broncos have to travel a thousand kilometres and Penrith only 40k, well, Penrith about 20k's to a core stadium for the grand final next Sunday? It's so unfair. By the way, two of the worst forward passes ever, but we did win by 30. See you in the GF, it should be a beauty.
4: Yeah, it'd be a great game. Brian Fletcher, I interviewed him, Ray. It was on the back page of the Telegraph. Brian simply said that he believes weeks one and two should be a home final format. Mm. But the prelim and grand finals, it should be considered that they are played at a neutral venue. Mm. Because Brisbane had a home final last night and they finished second on the table. And Penrith had to play at a core stadium and they finished first on the table. So common sense just says it's worth looking at. That's all Brian was saying.
3: Same principle. The Lions get that home final at the Gabba yesterday against Carlton. They won all 13 games this year at the Gabba. So that's a massive advantage for them. I I know you argue that they finished at a position where they could access that. But I don't know. I say There's no right or wrong answer. James on the line. James, good morning
13: yeah g'day, uh fellas. i um was very uh, i had a welcome surprise yesterday afternoon just uh, going through and i managed to get on channel nine and i was watching the um the p n g uh verse p m yes and uh, obviously a phenomenal crowd there as as normal but um uh, really great um uh, excellent football and um, a real special international flavour about it. So uh, looking very fo- very much forward to the um, upcoming internationals, um, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be um, quite an, an entertaining, uh, particularly with the Kiwi, I think, being very strong and uh, it'll be a very good kangaroo side. And um, the other... Nations are playing as yeah. well. I'm thinking the coverage, I'd, I'd also like to mention that the coverage. Very impressed that Channel 9 and Fox
19: yeah, have James. been
13: covering um, such internationals and will do so um, over the next month or so. So, yeah, looking forward to it.
3: Yeah, the footy season stretches on a bit longer. Good on you, James. Just on that point, Dino, and I know you've been to Papua New Guinea and covered games Twice, up yeah. there. And I guess if you haven't been there, you can't really understand the level of of hype and interest. It's fever pitch over there when it comes to NRL, isn't it?
4: It is the most extraordinary place I've ever been to to cover any rugby league. Really? It is amazing. It's hard to sit here and talk about it, Ray, unless you've actually experienced it. It's very difficult. We are talking about a team bus where there is 15 to 20 deep. We are talking about thousands of fans lining the street from the airport to the resort where they stayed i didn't go to P- uh, port moresby when i went with the australian team they stayed up at east new britain at a place mm-hmm. called kokopo you look outside there's people everywhere they are fanatical all they want is a, a jersey or a cap or to touch their heroes yeah and from that journey to the uh, resort it was three four deep all the way it was literally like a rock star had just jumped into a high car and was driving So in terms of
3: level of interest, if PNG got a team in the NRL, it'd it'd be like that almost every week. Every week.
4: It's extraordinary. It is a true rugby league nation. We'll
3: take a quick break because coming up next, Phil Buzz Rothfield.
11: Skipped breakfast? Have you heard from Clarkie? We're trying to find someone no, who has. No, I got a text off him just after he left saying, wow, Broncos. So he saw the result in the Broncos store match. I asked him a question. I haven't yeah. heard back from him. So I'm just worried. I was just thinking you might have heard from him. I someone. don't
1: even think I have Clarkie's number. I don't think I'm allowed. I'm not, I'm not at that level yet. You've got plenty of numbers. Yeah, plenty he does. Maybe, I'll get, maybe I'll send him a DM. <laughs> The Big Sports
8: Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. The Tab Everest, the world's richest race on turf. $20 million, Royal Randwick, Saturday, October 14. The Tab Everest, will you be watching Sports Report?
7: First up this morning, big news for our national sport, cricket. Uh Cricket and the, it, Sorry, but our national sport what? is not cricket. Yeah, it's Aussie rules. No, it's no, Cricket was played first. The world would argue yeah. it's swimming. We
8: serve more than we swim. ski I, almost no, as much it's cricket. Cricket. It's
7: sport cricket. is our sport. And it's all better on the Tab app. Tab. We're on.
0: You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
5: Isn't it time you got away from it all? Time to recharge with an ambassador travel racing getaway. Time to discover the magic of the Granite Belt wine country and head to the Stanthorpe Cup this October with Ambassador Travel and the Queensland Thoroughbred Owners Association. Your tour includes visits to historic Lyndhurst Stud, the beautiful Ballandina State Winery and the spectacular Queen Mary Falls National Park. Plus, country racing at its best for Stanthorpe Cup Day. Call Ambassador Travel today on 07 3229 655 or visit ambassadortravel.com.au.
1: Live up the long weekend at Sydney Everest Carnival's grandest day of Group 1 racing. Headlined by the $1.5 million Tab Epsom, including live sites to catch the footy finals action and a DJ set by Havana Brown. Tab Epsom Day, September 30 at Royal Randwick. Book now at theracers.com.au.
4: Deliciously flaky pastry mm. on top, of bottom which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. Yes, I'm talking about Garlo's Pies. The only pies, right? you should be putting on your plate Why This you just rolls
3: at? up the tongue for you doesn't it Just so I hear easy. it in my sleep sometimes right
4: <laughs> Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour and there's heaps of flavours to choose from so here's a thought take a night off from cooking grab a garlo's family pie for the whole crew tomato sauce on top Worcestershire in the middle are available in all Coles and Woolworths stores and remember we are located in the chilled meals section and if you can't find us ask for Garlo's pies Why are you by reading it? You can do it in your sleep Garlo's pies they're thin on pastry but they're big on meat
23: Alpha there for first contact, but the offload for
1: poor. Still the teenager. What a try from the Titans. They wanted to have the final say in Canberra,
23: and they do right here. And they are into the finals in 2023.
2: Wooden Spooners one season, finalists the next. On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the Big Sports Breakfast Weekend.
3: And welcome back to the show where Dino and Ray. A couple of people said, How good would Ben, Stocks, ben Stokes be if he had hair like me or <laughs> Ray could donate some of his <laughs> golden locks? Ben Stokes is good enough. Did you see, he scored that 180 odd the other day um, in his ODI return for England. Geez, a player. Punishing. Oh, Phil Buzz Rothfield joins us. Buzz, good morning. How
22: many grand finals is it for you, my friend? Oh, 1978, Ray there covered you the replay on the Tuesday afternoon at the cricket ground, the Manly beat Cronulla. That's right, yeah. How old were then, we um, Buzz? Oh, Just how A old little was whippersnapper was... with curly hair. Yeah, I was, say, 19, Bulldog.
4: Right, okay.
22: 19, yeah. Sitting up the back of the member stand and incredible um, rugby league because on the Saturday afternoon it finished up a draw. And, mm. um, so what they did, they had to play a replay, but the kangaroos were going to England on the Thursday. So they had to play it on the Tuesday afternoon, got a big crowd there, but Manly were too good. And yeah, I sort of fell in love with the sharks a little bit, you know, back in those days. They were the underdog and, um, who would have been next to you in the press
4: box, Buzz, or the, in the media um, table?
22: I can clearly remember and we had those dial phones because we were in copy takers yep. in those days. Good old days. And man. I sat next to the legendary Daily Mirror reporter Ian Hanson. Wow,
4: Hanson! Who uh,
22: went on to do great things with the Olympics and his, you know, his media work there and. He was filing for the Daily Mirror and I was filing for the Daily Telegraph. I can Mm. still clearly remember it. Yeah, great man, Hanson. You know what? I don't know how many grand finals. I'm no good at maths. But the anticipation in the build-up to this weekend, next weekend, with these two great rugby league sides is so exciting. And I honestly think we're going to get an all-time epic because... To try to separate them after the football we saw them both play over the weekend is near impossible.
19: Mm.
22: I kept thinking this Penrith side with you know Carrigan and Haas and Flegler were unbeatable. So, sorry, this Bronco side with Flegler, Capewell and Carrigan. So impressive but they're up against Fisher-Harris and Yo and Leoda and Spencer. It's going to be a colossal battle in the middle. Mm. It really is and Tomorrow, guys, in the Telegraph, and I won't give it away yet, but I've actually rated the last team to do a 3 peep, which was Parramatta in 83, and I've rated them player by player next to the current Panthers. and It's a really interesting exercise. Um, the only hint I'll give is that uh, Parramatta had the superior back line, but Penrith definitely in the forwards. But It's a really ex- interesting exercise. Size to do to mm. show just how great this Penrith side is yeah
3: hey Buzz on your theme about next week's game Alan is texting he says I've followed league for 50 years and I can't recall when both prelim finals were won by 30 points or more can you confirm I think Alan's right we are seeing two absolutely dominant sides, so to speak, at the same time, if you know what I'm trying to say, Buzz. And there are two clashes this year at Penrith in round one, Brisbane won 13-12, and then in Indigenous round, which was round 11, Penrith beat Brisbane in Brisbane 15-4. Yeah. There's nothing between these two teams.
22: No, there isn't. I think the Broncos are $2.30 outside, as they were, $2.35. But they tell me a punter last night put 38000 on them to win about 90000 <laughs> So there's confidence, you know, from Brisbane fans. And there were just so many Bulldogs, so many great one-on-ones, aren't they? You know, who wins Reynolds and Cleary? What a story Adam Reynolds is. What a story. You know, unwanted the Rabideaus. And we've never really got to the bottom of it. Why, apart from the fact they had salary cap pressure, but then they signed Jack Whiten this year. And the job he's done, even though he didn't have a blinder last night, I'm not sure what his run movements were. He just directed. It's like having a captain, Cups, isn't it? He's so smart, so clever. And you know, when these younger players like the Reese Walsh, sometimes the excitement can get the better of these, you know, younger players. But he just quickly settles things down and. He's been one of the greatest buys in the Broncos' history, no doubt about it. And You know what? In a couple of years, I think we'll be talking about him as, as big a bigger club legend as the one and only Alfie Langer. That's how good he's been. I
4: think the uh, intriguing element of the grand final buzz is that both have such, I guess you could say, contrasting styles. Penrith have that relentless grind where the Broncos mm. are so powerful in their speed and their athleticism and their offloads and they're contrasting in so many ways it's it's difficult to match them up because they do play so differently.
22: yeah the only thing I've looked at dog and I've looked at the fore and against of both sides this year and in defense the panthers conceded about a hundred and twenty points less than that's four or five points a game less than the Broncos did so we know that the Broncos who cut loose last night in such impressive fashion will not find the same holes as they as they did when they played Penrith
4: correct yeah. um it,
22: it's it's just such an intriguing battle isn't it and you know what it might come down to the smartest coach mm. and you know Cleary's got the track record doesn't he four straight grand finals trying to equal Parramatta. but Kevy Walters has just done a fantastic job and he's took Johnny Cartwright right there is son a... He made a point last night. It's just not the players. It's not just the coaching staff. This has been a fantastic effort from the whole football club to come back from that wooden spoon
3: yeah. a few years back. I think I was listening um, on the way home yesterday, Buzz, um, to the, the Rugby League, and I think it was Gene Miles I was talking to, and he said that Kebby Walters has brought the culture back to the Broncos in that there was a time not so long ago when the legends of the club weren't welcome at training, weren't welcome around the team. Yes. And Kevi Walters has said, no, guys, this is, this is Bronco's DNA. And he's brought all his ex-teammates and those who played before him and welcomed them back to the club. Changed the whole culture in two years. Yeah,
22: yeah. Um, it's great stuff. And Bulldog, I don't know if you remember back to the start of the season, there were a number of coaches under pressure. There was Holbrook and Griffin. and I even had Kev Walters in the under pressure category, only in the, such a capitulation at the end of last year, mm. only that they had a very, very good football side that had to perform this year or he was going to be under pressure. He's not only, you know, they've just been outstanding. And you know what? The buck stops with the head coach when a team, you know, gets rolled. Their jobs, There's no job security and he dead set deserves more credit than anyone else in that organisation. I know Reese Walsh and Reynolds have made an enormous difference the last couple
4: of years, but you need
22: the right person to steer it.
4: Buzz, I guess... I'll tell, you so- funny,
22: dog, I'll tell you a funny story. We spoke last week about when I met Wayne Bennett in Canberra in 987. Well, that grand final in Manly, I clearly remember seeing Kevy Walters there with the young Laurie Daly and Kevy, Wayne Bent had a really tough decision to make. He couldn't, um, he had to decide on his bench for the game and, and Wayne Bent and Don Ferner both said they left Kevy out of that side so he's experienced that grand final heartbreak as a young player as well who couldn't make the team and It'll be front and centre there next week.
4: Buzz, a terrific item in your What's the Buzz column in today's Sunday Telegraph. You talk about uh, a sports high school down in southern Sydney dumping Rugby Union. So it just keeps getting worse for the RARAs. Run us through that story, Buzz.
22: Well, one of the parents sent me a letter uh, that the headmaster had sent um, the parents of the uh, rugby boys at the school. Just run, run just through the school, bus. It's Ende- Endeavour, Endeavour, Sports, High Endeavour
4: Sports High. Thank you.
22: Yeah, yeah. And this is a school that offers rugby league, AFL, soccer, cricket, athletics, golf, and they've produced Olympians over there. They had a Rugby Sevens program there, but due to lack of interest, um, lack of funding, it was no longer viable to... Huge blow for Rugby Union, isn't it? It's uh, Because you look even in the GPS schools, which is their traditional nursery, rugby league clubs are now all over that breeding ground. And many of their best players now are, are going from private school GPS rugby into rugby league programs. And um, it's a real problem for the code, isn't it, guys? Mm. It's a high school of this standing that's just legendary almost for... Producing great sportsmen and women in all those codes that I mentioned, it's um, it's really disappointing for rugby union.
3: Yeah, and you just hope that it starts at the top and somehow the Wallabies can get a win against Wales because if the Wallabies are winning, When's that on tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, yeah. So if the Wallabies are winning, it flows right down through to grassroots rugby, obviously. So that's so important. They it's, have to be. Boys,
22: Wales. I, I wrote the other day and tell me, be honest. If the Wallabies walk down George Street in civilian clothes, how many would you recognise? None. And stop and say, "Can I get a selfie?" No, not many, if any. Yeah. Be honest. No, I
3: probably wouldn't recognise any. Well, that's what. Quade Cooper and Michael Hooper, and, and they're not—they're not, they're not, they're
11: not there.
22: In their team, yeah, so. yeah no. and and that's what you come back to. Mm. Young people want to replicate what their heroes do in life. And how many kids want to be Reese Walsh or Ponga?
11: Exactly. How, how,
22: you know that's all the Twelve Mitchell or Teddy or the boys that were up in New Guinea yesterday. You know, and that's what rugby just can't. I couldn't name you a, wallaby, uh, a Waratahs player in Super Rugby. I, I honestly couldn't. Yeah, exposure is a real issue for the code but
3: as i said if the wallabies can somehow turned around over there in france i don't think they can but let's hope they can get away with it against wales tomorrow morning hey buzz really interesting piece about ben hunt in your column also in today's sunday telly um there's a, a good story about um shane funnigan trying to turn around at the dragons he's got to start at the top with ben hunt and get him on the same page is he on the same page yeah i'm not sure he is mm. you heard
22: his interviews last week guys yeah. he um He sounds like to me that he's there under sufferance. And I found it a little bit odd that St George would hold a big, you know, get together and talk about leadership and have Mark Taylor and Mark Coyne there. They didn't have their own captain there. He was in New Guinea, and I I thought they, you know, this function should have been designed around Ben Hunt being in that room as their million dollar playmaker, by far their most senior footballer at the club. But I guess you got to give Shane Flanagan credit to try something different. And Tubby Taylor and Mark Coyne are both magnificent leaders. And I really hope they can transfer some of their DNA in leadership to this football club that desperately needs it. They've been a team underperforming and off the rails for far too long. And I really hope they can come back, look, what disappointed me, and I don't know if you agree, Bulldog, about Ben Hunt, and I know the journos were all over him asking the questions. With that p side, he had the opportunity to talk up his St George teammates, young Sloan at fullback, Zach Lomax in the centre, wearing the Australian Prime Minister's jersey, but he didn't do that. He didn't say, well, this is a positive. And it was more about himself not wanting to be there.
4: Yeah, Ben. And had... you guys,
22: you guys are good mates with Jeff Greenwood, aren't you? You know yeah. he, Yep. Um, Jeff Greenwood was a legendary production journalist with us for many years. He's been a St. George fan a tragic fifty years. He sent me a text message last week, so upset with Ben Hunt, and I think his thoughts replicate replicate those of every St. George Illawarra fan. They want a captain who is proud of the Red V and proud of the logo. And Ben Hunt's got to have a long, hard look at himself and start saying the right things. That's my view. Fair enough. Hey, Buzz, we'll get your tip for the
3: grand final next week, but how does grand final week look for you? And um,
22: you still enjoyed after all these years? Oh, mate, I, I love this week. Look, I've got a couple of NRL of 360s, Monday and Thursday, the M Awards. Are you going to the Dallium, Bulldog? I'll be there. you going to behave? I always behave, Phil. Should have seen him at the old bourbon and beefsteak <laughs> in the
4: old days. Up at the oh, Christ. Phil, I'm happy to start telling stories.
22: <laughs> I've had a few incidents Thank up there. Thank you very much. I think we might uh, end it there. When Ricky Stewart won the Dally M, he was up there and I said to him, mate, can I have your medal? I'd just love to put it on. He said, no, you can't. And I said, well, what's wrong with you, you know? And then <laughs> we exchanged a few words. It was on. <laughs> not like Ricky to be like that. <laughs> no, he was very angry considering <laughs> he just won the medal. Um, but no, that'll be a great night, Ray. And um, look, I, do you guys agree Sean Johnson should win it?
4: Yes. Okay, I think what he's done for the Warriors this year has been remarkable, particularly after a couple of tough years. And I mm. think it would be not only great for Sean Johnson, Buzz, it would be deserved, but also a great reward for the Warriors.
22: Yeah, you know who's dormed home? Look, I think he was too far behind. But that 10-week period with Kalen Ponga. Oh, gee. I reckon you get six yeah. points a game, you potentially. I reckon he could have got 45 points then, dog.
4: Yeah. Yeah, he will be the main threat. Who, who
22: gets coached the year, Buzz? Oh, Ray, look, up until last night, I was convinced it should have been Andrew Webster. But it's funny how results change your mind, isn't it? Mm. Look, I, I probably can't go past Kevin Walters now. The problem with this award, Ray, and I've said it many times the decisions made after the Premiership rounds. Mm and not during the finals, and, you know, we, we can't make a decision now, that whoever the judges are. But I'd probably go, Kev Walters, what about
4: you, I oh, I've said Andrew Webster for eight weeks now, Buzz. I'm not going to change that based on one result. Yes, Kev's done a great job, and there's always three or four coaches of the year, candidates, Buzz, who you could choose and be very comfortable with that decision. Mm. But I think from where the Warriors were, to where they finished in the prelim final. Yes, it was a, a bit of a blowout last night, but I'm not going to change based on one result. I think I'll base fair mine enough. over 30 weeks, and I think he's done enough.
22: No, that's
3: true enough, too. Yep. Yeah, hey, Bazook, we'll, we'll dissect this grand final next Sunday, give you a week to think about who you want to tip, and can't wait for it as well. It should be one who of are the... You tipping, Oh, no no, no prizes for guessing, Buzz. So I'm already feeling nervous <laughs> about it, already nervous. But it should be one of the great grand finals this next Sunday. It will
22: be, mate.
3: Trust me, it'll be a
22: sensational
3: game, I rugby league. 100% agree. Hey, Buzz, enjoy grand final weekend. we'll talk next Sunday, mate. See you, boys. Thanks, Cheers, Buzz. Man. Here's Phil, Buzz Rothfield, padding paddling up for, uh, by my Masters, right, grand final number 46.
4: 78. Yeah, yeah!
3: wow, Wow, fantastic knock from the great man Coming up on Racing HQ with Grant Boyden Mick Wallace will preview today's Bathurst Cup meeting and Melinda Turner will look at Tari Both are great judges A Big Sports Breakfast is back tomorrow morning at 5.30 If you would like to revisit any of today's show or interviews go to Spotify or the podcast icon on your iPhone or Android Big week for you coming up, Dino
4: Yeah, can't wait It's a sensational week in rugby league It's... uh the best week, I think, of the year. Uh, two great teams, both with different styles. Two different cities, two mm. different states. Jump on board, everybody. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the game.
3: What a weekend of sport. AFL Grand Final Saturday. We've got Epsom meeting at Week And then Sunday, we've got that what should be a blockbuster grand final. I'll Hatchie's going to enjoy room. that weekend. He certainly will. <laughs> time your run, Hatchie, time your run. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us over the last three hours. Enjoy grand final week. We'll talk next Sunday. Enjoy your Sunday. And
4: enjoy your sport.